Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number you can call to get in on the conversation with us. Um, Here in the studio, that is me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And if you'd like to call that number to bring up anything that's on your mind, it's 603-283-6160. Tonight, I wanted to get started reading this article from Reason.com. I always think that's a .org, but Reason.com. They're a libertarian publication, probably one of the bigger ones. I really like their work. And um, I think they're out of, like, Virginia or D.C. or something. And they have this story about police abuse. That's their little, they have subsections, I guess, and this is under police abuse. And wow, is this abuse. Texas troopers have killed 74 people in vehicle chases since implementing controversial border program. And I think that's Hmm. just like the bystanders, the innocent people. Not, I mean, like, not that you should... Due process doesn't allow you to get killed, even yeah, if you're obviously. the one that's getting. But like chased. innocent people who just happen to be around, yeah. yeah. It says from March 2021, oh what a good month, to July 2023, 74 people were killed and nearly 100 or sorry 200 were injured in vehicle chases occurring in counties affected by Operation Lone Star. Oh my gosh, that's like so cringy it is especially because um the lone star it represents the one star that is on the flag of texas yeah and that represents just like their sovereignty when they broke away from mexico and they were just a sovereign state for one but that's why they have to kill the mexicans yeah it's just like such a dirty thing like they always turn things around that should be good and trying yeah. to make like the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act is yeah, disgusting. a great example. Yeah, and yeah. They have like the Puppies and Kittens Act, and it's like yeah, exactly. You know, murdering children or whatever. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> but this that is, is just good like point. that's that's a good point. It's all about like borders, uh, safety, quote unquote, and it's Lone Star. That makes it almost a little dirtier. Like oh, we 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 got sovereign from you guys, and now we're just yeah. Going no, it is. You. It's it's not it's not right. I would love to know the details of like why. What changed? Um, like what that operation? Yeah, like why changed. are people? Yeah, why are they like killing people? Let's get into it. I, I read this a little bit the other day, and it brings up other things that they're doing that are terrible to the people that are trying to cross the border freely. It says Texas border enforcement cops killed seventy four people and wounded almost two hundred more during vehicle chases over a twenty nine month period, according to a report released yesterday by Human Rights Watch. Like. I just got to say, this is me breaking in. The, the highways in Texas, like all across Texas, are so scary. Like, like that's basically, like, I learned to drive and got my driver's license in Utah. Yeah. Like, I started learning to drive in Texas. Then I moved to Utah. And I actually started driving, like, my own car. And it was in the middle of nowhere. So I, whenever I was on, like, a long highway, there'd be no other cars around. I felt like I was stepped into a whole new world when I moved to Texas in 2020, 2018, I mean. Um, I felt like I had to learn to drive all over again because the highways are so scary in their own way. Okay, like, the highways here scare me a lot. It's like everywhere I've moved, I've had to, like, learn to drive differently. I I don't like that there's just nothing in between me and this next... The car's coming towards me here because it's one lane. Oh, like, there's no, like, median? Yeah, and it's one lane everywhere, and it's also really curvy. Like, the Texas highways, they scare me less in a way because there are so many 
lanes that you can get away from people and then there's like a huge um amount of stuff in the middle in between you and the cars driving the other direction most of the time i understand that that does kind of make it feel safer i feel like most highways are like that like even in like massachusetts and new york Mm -hmm. but new hampshire is so rural yeah right so it's like a lot of the like main routes are really just back roads yeah. like in any other state that would be considered a back road right and then I people like are that. driving it is it, it's very scenic and beautiful but i do understand what bonnie's saying where there's like a cliff and then <laughs> it's um not as like dramatic as a place like california but but it's kind of like a drop off and then there's a lot of like twists and turns yeah and, and then it's that. like a, a not a lot of space for both cars. There's yeah. no median. It's just... And then there's a lot of... You, you know, there's 50 miles an hour and you're both coming at each other. I can understand how that can be like... Ugh. There's a lot of yielding where I didn't even realize we were yielding all this. And like a car could yeah. have just kept going and hit me head on. There's a lot of that here. But the thing that scares me about the Texas is there's so... Or the Texas highways is there's so, so many... Um, semi-trucks everywhere and i've always hated those so much because like if mm-hmm. you have to pass one it feels like it's sucking your car in and they're just there's as many of those as there are regular cars everyone drives big mick mansion cars yeah like the equivalent of a mick mansion but a giant suv not that i really find anything wrong with driving it but it's just like when you're not in one it's so scary to drive around them all like it feels like you will get crushed if you have a normal size car like i have a subaru forester and i still felt like i had a small car and anyways, so those highways are already dangerous. There's always signs up, like the electronic signs. They'll always um, have like a count of how many people have died on Texas highways that year just to like make you be like drive safe. Like uh, uh, allegedly that's what they're supposed to be for. But all it does is creep me out. I'm just like, wow, a, a thousand two hundred people have died since January. And it's like, I don't know, October or something. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like the highways are already pretty freaking dangerous. Like there's so much traffic. And there's people that just want to get the heck through and drive all around everyone, drive crazy. They're just, you know, you're mixing with people who don't care about their lives with, and you're driving on the same road as them. I mean, that's everywhere, but they just feel really um, dangerous in Texas. And then on top of that, you have cops chasing people. That's just so stupid. Like, yeah. why do they even put the effort into acting like they care about how many people have died on the highways if they're letting their troopers chase people on the highways so are they chasing like illegal immigrants that's is that the thing because what that seems like you should be chasing like someone who's murdering people yeah. actively yeah. right and not just somebody who because, crossed an imaginary line so, right so and that's the thing too um and this is probably why so many people are dying is because high-speed chases are incredibly dangerous yeah. Like, I heard, like, a lot of the times, like, say if you're on a motorcycle, so obviously a motorcycle has way greater acceleration than, like, any car, hmm. right? Because it's it's very light comparatively. Um, so, like, say if you're going, if you're on a motorcycle going, like, something ridiculous, like, 140, 150, a lot of the times the cops will just be like, whatever, or they'll, you know, like, they'll file some sort of report. Like, I, I saw this person on a motorcycle going really fast, but they won't always engage in a high high speed chase at that point because one they're not going to catch up to you and two it's so dangerous like the likelihood of them catching up to that bike that's already going so fast and the likelihood of them killing you know or getting into a car accident with somebody else like there's just so many more risks so and, and just in general like high speed chases are incredibly dangerous and it should really just be reserved to like this person's like a, a murder suspect 
not i mean you know what i mean shouldn't. if they're like actively they just kill somebody even if they're a murder yeah. suspect if i mean no, right, like if guilty. they're like a threat to society immediate but... threat yeah like immediate immediate threat, threat. yes threat. immediate it. threat because the immediate threat of the high-speed chase is thus greater. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, if you just think this person's like, oh, well, they... Um, Crossed a line. You know, they. I, I looked in their car, you know, and they, they looked Mexican. So yeah. I'm going to... You know what I mean? Like, that is not... Right. Does not warrant... They might get away and live a peaceful life. Oh, no. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's... I'm pretty sure that that is what it is because that's what this um, Operation Lone Star is about. It's about protecting, quote-unquote, the border. So let's let's get into it. It says Texas border enforcement cops killed 74 people and wounded almost 200 more during vehicle chases over a 29 month period, according to a report released yesterday by Human Rights Watch. The chases occurred as part of Operation Lone Star, a controversial program that has spent over 10 billion dollars in taxpayer funds to militarize Texas's border with Mexico, which people is why you a, a huge reason you don't want to vote someone in that wants to go to war with Mexico because they're, it seems like they're like planning for it already. Ian has been reading in jail a book all about how in the last just 10 years, the Border Patrol has went from like, oh, it's just this thing we need to, maybe it was 20 years, just, oh, it's something we need and it'll only be for like emergency to like, they are the biggest, most dangerous, worst yeah. cops in the country and they have so much money and so much militarization. I mean, like pretty much all cops are thugs. But I feel like for some reason they just like border patrol just seems like extra um like radical almost like yeah. I, like they're just kind of like doing their own thing down there. Yeah, right. and it's they're interesting. All in the of nowhere, yeah, and it, it's just like really interesting because you hear all this rhetoric sometimes, you know, especially coming from like the right or like the conservatives where they're like Biden is just letting everybody into the country and like the border patrols just letting like gangs of hundreds of Mexicans just cross the border and you like always hear this stuff and it's like really though because I don't I don't believe that that's actually happening yeah I don't believe you know and we've had a couple people call into the show from like New Mexico or somewhere on the border saying that they do believe it's true so I mean they're down there. I'm not. Maybe it but is so true. Is, but um, Sheriff David Hathaway, he's on yeah. the border town in Arizona, and he says that it's just not like people say. And he said the the ones that he meets because he just walks over and hangs out in Mexico too yeah. are just like good people. It's not like yeah, of course they are gangs of military aged uh, Hondurans that want to kill Americans or whatever. Yeah. And that's what they always try to tell people. It's like, it's worse than that. It's not just Mexicans. It's well, people from always the Central minority, America. right? Like I mean, the, so. the criminals, the dangerous people of any region or culture. Like that's always the minority. You I, know I don't I mean? know what it is that like the South American countries scare the white people in America even more than Mexicans. Probably just because they're racist. Yeah. It's you know just what I mean? Like, even more I, like, it's, it's, of an unknown to them. They're like, it's literally just like that simple. Like I've traveled in like Central and South America in Mexico like quite a bit. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've like been to some places in Mexico where I'm like, yeah, this is sketchy. But I've also been to some places in like Springfield, Massachusetts yeah. where I was like, I feel like I'm going to get shot right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So... There's kind People of, never there's think like, about that. Like, you yeah. wouldn't go everywhere in America. Like, I wouldn't go everywhere in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the thing. It's like, you know, there's seedy places anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in your home state right now. Um, But I don't know. Like, mo- the majority of the places I've been while I'm traveling in, like, Central and South America is... 
I don't feel unsafe. You know what I mean? I think a, a lot of it is just that they're getting fed this information. Like, yeah, they haven't been there. Constantly stories that are targeting like older right-wing people that are saying all this terrible stuff that some immigrant did. It's just like you could easily find that kind of terrible stuff that like any any group did if you were like zooming in on it. It's the same thing with I think um I'm sure all those crimes happen here. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing with a uh, true Absolutely. crime. If you start like getting into true crime and it can be kind of interesting, can be kind of addicting, like you'll start Getting really scared whenever, yeah. like when you weren't before. Like, well, that's the thing when you're feeding your mind with that, mm-hmm. like you, you start to notice what you're bringing your attention to. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. So if I'm like thinking about red cars, I'm probably gonna notice more red cars. It didn't mean I like you know created or manifested more red cars into my immediate existence. Yeah, it just means I started to notice that. Like, right. there's so much that are is coming into like our visual fields. Yeah, we can only notice so much. Yeah, you're you're ignoring the majority of what you see and what you're noticing. That the cars is the best example because for me, I'm not like a car person. So if I find out about a car for some reason, yeah. like I have to go meet up with my friend, and they're like, "Oh, I drive a blah blah blah," then I just am driving. I've never heard of it, and then I'm driving around, and I'm like, "There's another and another and another." Yeah, just because I. I think just it's called Bader-Meinhof, right? Hmm. The Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Oh, I didn't know what it was called, but yeah. yeah like when you probably. hear a new word, you'll yeah. just yep. hear it over and over again. Right. Because yeah. your brain picks up on it. Mm-hmm. That happens to me too with words like things I had never heard about, bands I had never heard about. Then you learn about it, and then people are talking about it everywhere. Well, continuing on, it says that Operation Lone Star OLS, which was launched in March 2021 by Governor Greg Abbott, has devoted a tremendous amount of taxpayer dollars to increasing Texas's border security, often using extreme tactics. Recently, the program came under fire for using wi- uh, razor wire and blade-topped boyo boyo. I can't say this word. Buoys. 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 Buoys, thank you. <laughs> it is um, spelled weird. <laughs> and, and I looked up just exactly what that would be. Like, I, I it's understand that. It's in the water, right? Yeah, I understand yeah. that it's a thing that floats in the water, but I was like, wh- why would you have a blade-topped one? And that's basically all it is, is a thing floating around with blades on it so you can't grab onto it. And it's like, wouldn't oh, so that just so if you're drowning, like, you just die? Cut someone's hands? Or, like, is that what the point is? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're putting razor wire and blade-topped bu- buoys. Is that what you said? Yep, buoys. In the Rio Grande in an attempt to keep out migrants. And that's what... And it's probably just going to, like, kill a bunch of wildlife. Mm. Oh, that's such a good point. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to do anything to the migrants. I didn't even think think about that. That is a really good point. Um, It's probably going to kill a bunch of fish and stuff. Probably. It's just cruelty. Like, like the benches and... In public parks that have yeah. spikes on top yeah, and so stuff. Homeless people can't, can't sleep, sleep on them. Yeah. Right. Because well, nobody's there in the middle of the night. Nobody can yeah. see what's going on, but we can't have people sleeping. Hmm. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. the worst part about that is just like the, all the things that that city put in place to make it to where people are first poor, second, destitute and unable to start their own businesses, and third, given all this welfare to just spend on their drugs and be, and be you know homeless and then you don't even want to let them sleep on the side of the road it's just dumb it's like okay so instead of sleeping on this park bench i have to just sleep on the ground yeah next to next the park to it. bench yeah <laughs> yeah that's you know fine. what i mean like what yeah it says the goal of the effort according to a july press release is to secure the border stop the smuggling of drugs weapons and people into texas as if there just wouldn't be any drugs in texas if there was no border <laughs> right. yeah actually i heard um o- over a year ago at this point that 
at this point, there is more, as far as just weed, the drug weed, or marijuana, there is more smuggling from America to Tex- or to Mexico at this point, from, yeah. from the United States over the border into Mexico than the other way around at this point because of it being, you know, legal here. So, uh, honestly, it's probably a good thing. Like, it's probably a good thing that there aren't as many people profiting you know like cartels profiting off of selling weed anymore because they made it legal in some states so net um good thing and if we just did it with all the drugs it'd be a really good thing and we wouldn't have to be putting blade top buoys in the Rio Grande it says um just imagine if like a bird went to go land on that and like cut its foot that would be so sad it's awful and it's like unnecessary cruelty yeah it says that um so they're going to secure the border to stop the smuggling of drugs, weapons, and people into Texas and prevent, detect, and interdict transnational criminal behavior between ports of entry. According to Human Rights Watch, as of March 2022, about one-third of the total Texas state police force had been deployed as part of OLS, with additional National Guard members from 14 other states joining the project. What? 14 other states. Across the United States, police departments have adopted restrictions on when law enforcement can engage in a vehicle pursuit, the report reads, adding that the Texas Department of Public Safety has not restricted vehicle pursuits. So Texas hasn't, but across the country, lots of states have restricted cops' ability to chase people in cars. It says Texas DPS, um, Department of Public Safety, and several other law enforcement agencies have engaged in dangerous and deadly pursuits on a weekly basis in the 60 countries or sorry, counties implementing OLS or experiencing DPS deployments under OLS. Wow, stupid cop lingo, even though it's in the um, report by these people who are letting people know about it. Human Rights Watch, I think. Um, yeah, that's what it is. It says, according to the report, Texas Department of Public Safety troopers working under Operation Lone Star frequently engage in unnecessary vehicle chases and other dangerous driving maneuvers when attempting to make arrests. As a result, unnecessary police chases have increased by as much as 1,000% in some Texas counties. Data analyzed by Human Rights Watch showed that over 80% of cases were instigated because of a traffic violation with... 97% 97% of these violations being misdemeanors like speeding. So to, to me, that sounds like it's not just people being like, oh, there is a actual person that we know for sure is an illegal alien. Then they start chasing them. It sounds like they're using anything, even speeding, as a uh, excuse yeah. to chase people and then try to check if they're illegal. According to the report, OLS chases had an average maximum speed of 91 miles per hour with one in three reaching speeds of over 100 miles per hour. In all, from March 2021 to Jan- or July 2023, 74 drivers, passengers, or bystanders were killed in these chases, and 189 more were wounded. Those killed include seven bystanders, including a seven-year-old girl <gasps> and her 71-year-old grandmother. That's awful. Yeah. So what, are they just, like, mowing Standing down around. people? Yeah, that that's crazy. I mean... But that's what I'm saying. Like, high-speed chases, they're incredibly dangerous. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's just no reason to ch- start chasing someone because they're speeding. You're also speeding. That's the thing. Yeah, no, and that's the thing <laughs> I always think of if I am speed, if I get pulled over for speeding. Like, okay, well, what were you just doing speeding, if you had to catch up. catch up to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, we've all seen cops 
go down the highway going 80, 90, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So you can do it, but I can't. One time, this is in the middle of nowhere, so it's not as big of a deal as it might sound, but one time I got the cops called on me because I just yelled at this girl that no one likes her and stuff because she was so annoying and being so rude to my sister. And she called the freaking cops on me in this small town I lived in. That was like the last straw and I moved um, in Utah. And the cop came over and was talking to me and my dad on um, our front porch because I, I was at my parents' house when it happened. So I was an adult, but I was talking to this cop with my dad on the front porch. And um, I didn't know back then, like, what I should, like, that I shouldn't talk to them at all. But I was just like, he was, I was like, this is ridiculous. Don't you see that this is ridiculous? I can say whatever I want to her. She was being annoying. And he's like, yep, it's just, I understand. A lot of people have issues with her, actually. But... I have to come do a report, and nothing happened to me because of this. Because I yelled that no one likes you. Yeah, um, but you can't call the cops over that. But clearly, he, she did. While he was there, um, he was just like started talking it up with me and my dad, and he was kind of like he seemed a little simple. This cop, like I knew who he was because it's such a small town. I just knew who he was, um, and I had never really had a reason to talk to him. But I'd seen him at like the grocery store when I worked there and stuff, and. Um, he started bragging to us. He was like, we, they said, my dad said something like we were making small talk. We didn't really like talking to this guy, even even though it's not like my dad's anti-cops. He just is a weird guy. Um, but we were making small talk with him and I guess they had new cars. And my dad said something about, oh, you guys got new cop cars. And he was bragging to us. He was like, yep, I was on the phone with my wife the other day and telling her I got the car up above. Like, I think he said 120. And oh my gosh. We yeah. were just like, why is he bragging about that to us? Yeah. That sounds, well, it's obviously illegal, even if he's driving obviously. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's like, oh, cool. So next time I'm going 120 and you see me, are you going to pull me over? <laughs> 120, that's so stupid. Why would he brag about that to us? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. It 
It's Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And I would like to tell you about Dash. This hour of Dash, or sorry, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, and they're really bad right now. But Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. Like, yeah, I had to buy, um, I don't know if you guys know what an uninterruptible power supply is, but that's what I have a bunch of stuff plugged into in my room, and it died, and I just thought my TV was broken, but then everything around it was also broken, so... It was all plugged into this uninterruptible power supply. It's like it a doesn't little... sound very uninterruptible. Yeah, yeah. The, apparently they don't last very long. I didn't. I, <laughs> I hadn't died the whole time I'd lived here, but yeah. Um, I guess it only they only last like two years normally. But um, I don't know why I made that part of the story relevant because not. But I had to buy something, and I was wait like wait. I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars and give you a six dollar fee or give them the the miners a six dollar fee for that when I can just use Bitcoin Cash or Dash. And not pay a fee like that at all. It says, from a technical ta- uh, standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. Dash.org. So we're continuing on here with this story from um, Reason.com that is telling us that the Texas troopers, I don't even really know exactly who those people are. Like, does that just mean any old cop or is there really... No, I would think that would be the state troopers. Yeah, the state oh, okay, yeah, I just moved up to the picture and it says state trooper on the truck, on the car that is here. So yeah, the Texas state troopers are the Texas troopers and they have killed 74 people in their high-speed chases in just about two years, since March 2021 to July 2023, they'd killed 74 people, some of which are bystanders, some of which are passengers, and they've wounded 189 more. That just seems absolutely, uh, absolutely insane. Yeah. How could you possibly... I feel like you'd have to try to do that. But how could you make yourself feel like that is worth it like it's not oh they're good thing there aren't those people doing traffic infractions well and that's the thing too it's like the 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 means is not worth like yep. you know doesn't justify the, the ends or whatever whatever yeah. that saying is but even for like i the people even if there are people who are coming over the border illegally I, they can't be killing this many people you know what right. I mean? Right. We're just killing 74 people. That's crazy. In two years. They're not. I, I don't That's know. That's crazy. I I don't know like how many just regular murders there are in Texas every year, but just 74 people who wouldn't have died are yeah. dead because cops need this excuse to try to look for people who passed an imaginary line. And that's what this Operation Lone Star is all about. It um, got implemented in March of 2021 by Governor um, Abbott and... It is 
it's come under fire before because they have put razor wire and razor covered floaties in the Rio Grande to try to keep illegal aliens out. And now they're chasing people, even if they are, um, you know, just doing a regular traffic infraction. I don't know, not using your blinker or speeding. They're chasing people down as an excuse to, you know, try to figure out, like, start an investigation, see if they're illegal, seems like is the whole point. Are the cops really racist down there against Hispanic people? Honestly, most of the cops I ever met while I lived in Texas were Hispanic. So... Because I was, I was thinking, I'm like, the Hispanic population must be huge down there, so... Um, White people are more of a minority than yeah, Hispanic that's what people I, that's where what I, I lived. Would, that's what I would think, you know, especially in, like, more, like, urban areas. Mm-hmm. But I would think, like, just in general, I mean, even people, like, think of it if you're, you know, Mexican from, like, you know, your your family came here a hundred years ago or whatever if, if you're left, like like just are from the place yeah, like, where san antonio is well and that's the thing so like a lot of people just must have that complexion even if they're not spanish speaking and they're not like a first generation you right. know hispanic person in the u.s a lot of people like so that's what i'm wondering i'm like are they profiling people based on like what they're like seeing when they look in their or are they just kind right, of like, going are they after start anybody? Like chasing I don't... white people driving their giant SUVs? Maybe. I mean, it seems like. Or are they doing this only to people that look Hispanic yeah, to I'm... then find out if they're? That's illegal. what I'm wondering because I'm like, if they're like racist, then that would make sense. But if most of the cops are Hispanic, then. But I do know I I know some Hispanic people who like their families came here legally, quote unquote, the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they jumped through all the government hoops, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a gatekeeping thing. Hmm. Where they're like, no, man, like I had to go through all of this stuff to get here. So they're like really not cool with people that are just coming across. And like, think about what kind of person you'd have to be to become a cop. Like, it would make sense that those people would be like, well, you got to do it the right way. I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, it's not like every. Everybody no, of every it, race is all for the other people of their race. Yeah. No, because I, I do know a lot of Hispanic people who, like, have... A, they have a bigger problem <laughs> with with um, with people coming here illegally than a lot of white folks do just because they're like, listen, like, I did this the right way. Like, you better do this the right way, too. Like, you know, so... I but, but that's suffer, like, so you have to suffer. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, We're too. Sorry. It's, like, such a lame perspective. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, well, I had to do all this stuff, so... So you have to do all this stuff too, and it's like I don't know. It's 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 gatekeeping. It's it what it is. Comes down to like what is right and wrong. That's what people yeah. should make their opinions on, not all this other nonsense. It's so much more simple than people yeah. think. If is was it not right what happened to you that you had to go through all this crap just to pass an imaginary border? That's correct. It was not right. So it doesn't yeah. make it suddenly right to happen to someone else because oh well, they have to suffer like me. That's yeah, ridiculous. it's an ego thing. In Arizona, they have. Like on the roads out of the border towns, mm-hmm. they have these stops where you have to go through and they have drug sniffing dogs go yep. around your car and they x-ray your car oh and like look at everything inside of it. So does that all not work? Because yep, if right, they have to yeah. chase you down because you did a traffic infraction yeah. to see if you're um, border jumping, then that must not work. So then we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I can't see how those things could possibly work for anything, but like catching people dumb enough to drive through through them with drugs like me and my friend we i was helping her move from las vegas back to texas and we were already in texas like we had been in texas for a while like we had just drove through arizona and new mexico and um 
we were in Texas, had been there for a while, but right before or right after you get to El Paso on the way to like the middle of Texas, like San Antonio, you go through one of those checkpoints you're talking about. And my friend, she is actually half Mexican, but she has blue eyes and pretty light skin. She just looks like a white girl to most people. And um, she and me were in this car and she really had to pee. And she was like, oh, crap, I forgot about this thing, this stupid border thing here. Um, And it's been there for years. Like me and my parents drove through it like 10 years before. But anyways, she really had to pee and she was pissed that we're going through this slow line. And whenever the cops came up and asked us, they ask us just like a few questions to see if we seem like we're sketchy or whatever. Yeah. They said, where are you going? And she was like, Texas. We're already in Texas. And they're like, all right, have a nice day. And I didn't say a word. They were just like, oh, you're white. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously American No, it is totally English profiling. Yeah. But, but I mean like it is kind of obvious. It's like okay, you you're clearly just Yeah. Go, you know like you could tell like okay, these are just like American people, but right? But I was surprised they didn't think like is she drunk or something? She's been in Texas for yeah. like over an hour. But they're they're probably yeah. kind of of the same mindset. Or I don't know how busy this particular crossing is, but they're probably just trying to get people through. Yeah. So if you don't look sketchy, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Close enough, Texas. That was pretty so funny. They're like, yeah, I was just a like, dumb girl on a road trip. Doesn't know where she is. I was like, <laughs> oh no, we're in trouble now. And then they're like, all right, have a nice day. Have a nice rest of your day. I was like, nice. <laughs> it says, um, so what we just read right before the break was that from March 2021 to July 2023, 74 drivers, passengers, or bystanders were killed in these chases and 189 more were wounded. Those killed include seven bystanders, including a seven-year-old girl and her 71-year-old grandmother. Texans want our government to show us it can do its job, but Operation Lone Star and these dangerous and deadly car chases are bringing a sense of chaos and lack of humanity to my neighborhood and to my state. America Garcia Gruel, a resident of Eagle Pass, Texas, and member of Eagle Pass Border Coalition, told Human Rights Watch, I want Texas law enforcement to stop killing people, and I want Operation Lone Star to end. This is not the kind of government my community needs, and I don't see how any community needs it. It's crazy. Well, it didn't get into many. Um, that was the end of the article, and it didn't get into many. Um, ex like it didn't get into an, any kind of an explanation about why <laughs> why does border control safety quote unquote equal car chases? Like, is it that they're doing this? only to people that look Mexican and then they're trying to check if they're illegal and then getting rid of them. I, I don't know why Operation Lone Star includes high-speed chases. They're just trying to, like, play Grand Theft Auto in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just... It's like that cop I was saying, bragging about getting his cop car yeah. to 120 or whatever. That's how they are, and they they know that they're above the law. Yeah. Right? Like, they know that they can do whatever they want, and they're like... Because any, like sane person right like typically you don't admit to doing things you're not supposed to do especially like maybe if it's uh you know a a close friend but like like in that situation with you and your father it's like no that's just a a cop talking to some rando locals you know what i mean so it it is kind of strange to be like oh yeah i break the law and i go 120 miles an hour in my cruiser and this is so cool and it's it's kind of like, you weren't supposed to admit that. Yeah. How, like, are you just really dense? Yeah, well, that's the thing I was going to say. <laughs> I think a lot of the times, like, with different government workers that I meet, sometimes I feel like the government is 
um, using these kind of retarded people, not trying are, to yeah. use a mean word. I mean that literally, like people who have a low IQ, low IQ or their mental capacities are messed up because yeah. um, a lot of them that you deal with, seriously, there's something wrong with them. Like yeah. a lot of people that work in the courts and they're the security in the courts. Yeah, they're there's something wrong with these people like i'm not saying you like have to be brainless to work a job like that right like i mean there's yeah if your iq is too high they won't yeah yeah take you because you're not like a good order follower you know like you can't have too much logic going on in your brain or else you might start to question some stuff and it's like the same thing within the military like i'm not saying every person in the military is stupid definitely not but especially a lot of frontline of battalion people or what's the word um the people who are like actually mostly likely to get shot, like you got to be dumb, like actually. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because that like goes against like all like rhyme or reason, right? But, but I think a lot of like the boot camp is to strip away like your individuality and mm-hmm. to make you an order follower. So even if you're not necessarily dumb, they um they like put you through this rigorous training to break you down. That's right. They like, dehumanize you, know, you. Yeah, they dehumanize you. You know, and that's I, what, what makes a good sh- soldier. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to follow orders and be a, you know, a killer, that's what they need to do. They need to take away your humanity. They need to take away your indiv- individuality. And it's the same thing with a lot of these other, like, you know, government employees, like, especially cops. And I just think that the people at the very top are, like, laughing in their... I don't know what I was going to say. Laughing in their boots? Yeah, I think I'm mixing that up with shaking in their in boots. Their boots. But I think they're laughing their butts off at these people who are dumb enough to do their bidding for them, whether it's a cop or a soldier, somebody going off to die as a blood sacrifice in the Middle East for absolutely nothing honorable, or somebody who's willing to subjugate their own kind, quote unquote, like the other common people around them, their friends and neighbors and people they went to high school with, they're going to become a cop and ruin those people's lives and... They're doing it all just, it's not like they're doing it for anything that is like good that's going to come to them, except for bad karma is going to come to them in a crappy paycheck that's like you can't take with you when you die. Well, absolutely. And like, this is like modern war and modern politics, right? Like I'm thinking of like the Roman Empire, right? Uh, Ancient Greece, where like the kings and the princes, like they were highly valued warriors Hmm. so when they would go to war like the kings would be there like that the the leaders of nations were were if if there was a war like they were in the front lines also fighting just like in narnia just like yeah just like in narnia aslan was in there too but that's the thing so like and that's almost what makes a um like a respectable leader it's like you're just going to sacrifice a bunch of, you know, pawns, essentially. Yeah. But it's like, if this war was actually worth fighting, then you would be, you know, more more involved. But it's it's not about anything honorable. You know, it's it's about money and resources and... Creating yeah. more wars for more money. Yeah. Um, moving on to this other article, it's actually definitely on this subject we're talking about right now. I don't think anybody on Free Talk Live has gotten into this, but there were were some cops that killed a guy in Memphis this past year, and his name was Tyree Nichols, Um, and it was like a whole bunch of cops. They were called the Scorpion 
Scorpion Battalion. Or I don't know what the, the name of their group was. The Scorpion Group. I don't know. Something that some word that they would use in policing. Hmm. They beat this guy named Tyree Nichols to death. And then there was the whole thing where like one of them had sent a picture of him all beat up to oh, his I ex-girlfriend. What? Or their okay, ex-girlfriend. no, maybe I didn't. What? Um, It was pretty big. I think that you've probably heard about the whole story altogether, but... That's nuts to send a picture of his, like, bloodied face to his girlfriend. Yeah, like, somebody that ha- also didn't like him, it w- but it, it wasn't, like, like somebody that was his girlfriend. It's still freaking weird and messed up and shows, in my opinion... No, you, like, literally can't do that. It shows, <laughs> in my opinion, that they had something against this guy and just wanted to be Absolutely! Him up. Why would you do that? I That's think, crazy. I think he was a UPS driver, and <gasps> he was... Maybe it wasn't UPS, but... I, this is... Um, I don't. I'm just. I don't know why I'm always so surprised when cops right. like target people. I saw this video on Twitter the other day, which is I actually deleted my Twitter, Twitter right after this because I was like, oh. I don't want to look at this crap anymore. But um, but it was a video of the um, these people were in like a a car and they were just driving. It looked like they were in some sort of like parking lot, and these cops like it was like three or four cops. Beating the absolute crap out of this guy. Hmm. They were smashing his face on the pavement. They were kicking him. They one guy ha- was on top of him with his knee on him. And at that point, like, is he is he possibly gonna get up and kill you? No, no. no. And then that's the thing too. It's like we, you know, like the the perp- purpose right is to restrain them, mm-hmm. not to like punch them. They're beat actually them up. Ca- I mean, cops they- don't have the. It's not in their orders to no, punch it's not. people. It's that absolutely not. It's the judge and the jury absolutely that yes. get to decide a punishment for they someone. They could have killed if- this guy. Like they were literally jumping him. It was like four cops on top of this guy, and the girls in the car were like, "Oh my gosh!" So they started recording it because they were like, "This is insane! I can't even believe what I'm looking at right now," and they were like scared and they were like. Do we say something? Do we say, like, what do we do? What do we do? Because they were like, we need to help this guy. But, like, these are the police, right? Like, it's scary. And especially if you're someone who is, like, bought into the system and maybe you're not, like, anti-police yet. Yeah. Um, they hopefully are now that they just saw them jumping that guy. But no. um, but finally they were like, no, we need to say something. And they rolled down the window and they were like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Why are you doing that? Leave him alone. And they were trying to defend the guy. And the cops were like, keep going. This doesn't oh, concern you. And police they, activity or whatever they say. Yeah, yeah and they were, like, instruction. Yeah. they were like, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him. You're, stop it. Stop it. Wow. And it was just like, and then it's like, what do you do? How do you, how do you resolve that? Do you call the cops? You know what you the know worst what I mean? thing about like, it is like just the other day on Twitter, I didn't watch this video. I refuse to watch like cop brutality videos anymore. Like I've already done my time. Watching them, I get the point, and now I could talk about it on the radio to people, or explain morality to people on the radio. Yeah, it's like you don't need to subject yourself to, because it is. It's it's really, it's like I was traumatized. I told you, I was like, I'm deleting my Twitter. Like, I was traumatized by it. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, like somebody put me in a cop brutality chat the other day. And I thought it was going to be more productive than it was. It was just a bunch of terrible videos. I was like, okay, that's I'm the out thing. of this. Like, I don't want to, that, yeah. that's the thing. Like if we, like, I think talking about it on the radio is great because we're, we're spreading the word. A lot of people don't know about this. Yeah, so I think yeah. like this is a good form of activism in regards to police brutality or maybe even sharing videos like online for people who don't know. But for me personally, I don't want to watch it because yeah. I already know it's happening. It's traumatizing to me. Like it's sad. If. 
and I, I commend people because if you see that in real life, like, yes, because what are you going to do? Like I said, like, you can't call the police. There's no one. There's nothing you can really. I mean, are you going to, like, shoot the cops yeah, and, like, save not- this guy? You know what I mean? Like, how, what? how far are you willing to, like, go out on a limb for this person, right? Um, and that's why. So I-, I think the only thing you can do is to take a video of it and then yeah. post it online and then try to have some resemblance of justice you know at least get the cops fired or in jail hopefully but usually not i mean like it just yeah during the george floyd thing there were a lot of people were saying stuff like the people standing around filming should have done something and honestly get shot and killed like what are you gonna do literally it it really sucks like the only thing those people i feel like could have other than the other cops the other cops could have done more absolutely absolutely they could be like all right Dude, like this isn't uh, policy. You need yeah, to stop. they're like more in a position of yeah. power. But but I think even like telling the cops, like being a bystander, mean like no, I'm not leaving. Especially like if you're kind of in the safety of your own car, you have that. You that have, to have barrier. balls to do that. It's not um, without risk. No, of course that's not without risk. But yeah. it's like the only thing you can do is like I said, take a video mm-hmm. and Say tell something. them to stop. I'm I see what you're doing. You need to stop because I think that's a big reason why even things like cop blocking. Even if it's as simple as, like, a traffic stop or something, if you are recording the police, they know that you're there, and they know that they're being watched, and that there are bystanders. And that they're being disapproved of. Like, I feel like a lot of cops just live their whole lives thinking, like, everyone appreciates me. They let me go to the front of the line at the donut shop. Yeah, we sure sure don't appreciate you. That's why they become cops, because they feel insignificant and powerless, and so they want something with power, and then they get that power, and they become drunk with it. I hate to say it, but I think a lot of them, they just um, had to deal with, and it's really sad, watching their dads beat their moms as kids. They grew up there. They either, uh, you either identify with one of those or the other. It's called imprinting, I think. Um, you identify with the person who's a victim your whole life, or mm-hmm. you identify with the attacker. Yeah. And a lot of people who are cops, they're just people who came from terrible things like that where, I mean, obviously you can transcend that also, and that's great if you do. Absolutely, yeah. But um, a lot of people who become cops, they just have identified with the bad guy in their childhood, and they want to do it to Well, the because people. that was the person of power, right? Yeah. They, so if you I'd rather see... be that than my So if they feel mom, powerless, yeah. they yeah. want to be that person in power, and yeah. they see someone growing up in power being violent to others. Yep, and they get to That's do. what they're going I to mean, be. Take it out and, on people. And right, like Unless some of them themselves. are yeah. like psychopaths, and they're like deranged, and they do want to actively hurt people like those cops that are like jumping people and beating people i mean like come on yeah like you're murdering people like you have to know that's not right i think a lot of cops (laughs) would do that honestly genuinely i really don't think a lot of cops would engage in that sort of activity maybe one day they will but i think most of them at this time don't um and i think they genuinely believe that they are doing something for the good of society like they are so disillusioned. Like they are, they, the the illusion is still there, right? Like they think that they're doing something positive and that they're helping people, um, and they don't see all of the harm that they're doing. So they're, but, or, but at the still, very least, they think they just got to break a few ab- eggs to make yeah, an well, omelet or whatever. It's it, but it, and it does go back to that position of power where they do feel powerful and they feel good and they're like, yeah, I'm above the law. I can do all this stuff. Like it for for people like that who have low self-esteem and like, you know, that's very appealing to kind of like be like able, Oh, I can go 120 in my cruiser. I can drunk drive. No one's going to do anything about it. That video of that female cop who was like, 
Oh, it was so cringy. She was like, um, you know, like she's just really trashy oh, looking. And she yeah, was like, she's like, I can speed. You can't. Yeah, she was yeah. like, anyone who's going slow in front of me, if you see a cop pull up behind you, just move over because I can speed and you can't. Yeah. yeah. But these cops were about to get into this story about they definitely knew they were doing something wrong. They killed this guy, Tyree Nichols. And um, news um, information has come out about them. 603-283-6160 is the number you can call. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Protection. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. is the phone number you can call if you'd like to get in on the conversation with us that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie laurie and nikki and i'd like to tell you about the amplifier program you can go to amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com and join to help amplify market promote and support the show just like flipstarter.me did Flipstarter.me is a platinum level amplifier, which means he gives at least $25 a month. Thank you so much, Flipstarter.me, for being an amplifier. And he helps us run the show and, you know, uh, do all the things that we have to do around here to keep the lights on. So thank you so much to Flipstarter.me. And if you would like to learn more about the amplifier program, you can go to amps.freetalklive.com. We do have a caller online, so I'm going to go to Ricky. From the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Ricky, what's on your mind? Thank you, Ms. Bonnie and uh, Sister Nikki. What about Sister Lori? Oh, yeah, I was going to say we have Lori I, here, too. She's new to me. I'm sorry, though. What's your name there, Sister? Lori. Pleasure to meet you there, Sister Lori. Ricky from the Commonwealth to meet your acquaintance. Hi, Ricky. Now, I heard you talking today. Tonight, I should say. And, uh... You know, I remember a while back there was a caller in here who tried to say it was a cop. And let me tell you something. Believe me, Ricky from the Commonwealth would know personally that man was no cop. And I'm going to reiterate what a I caller? said on that call. Yeah, it was a caller hmm. a while back. And he was saying how he's a good guy now and he listened to the show and all that. Oh, but you I mean Brad? Yes. Remember that comedian? Well, he was no cop. Believe me, Ricky from the Commonwealth would know. Don't but we I'll know him personally? Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I would know from personal experience. 
experience. Do you mean the cop that called in to say that he's a minarchist now and he thinks that he's we... not a cop? He was no cop. Uh, uh, but is that the I one know. you're talking about? He said that he. Yeah, he is. That's the guy. That's we know guy him. Actually, yeah, we. I've met him. Yeah, we know him in real life, and, and Ian knew him when he was a cop. He actually is is a cop, but he's a really um, unique person. I guess. You know what's funny? Well, I, I like that. Um, can I say his the name? man's a bad cop. Why? The man's a bad cop. Then, and I tell you what, because he should be. He should have had his uh, honor dishonored because he should have been charged with reckless endangerment. He had the potential of uh, potential of vehicular homicide. How? Amongst other possible charges with his 100 DOI chases. Hmm. This is what you're talking about tonight. Now, you can say what a nice guy I see, he is. Yeah. Now, Ricky from the Commonwealth knows from personal experience uh, what a good cop is all about. Okay. Are you a cop? A good cop is about honor, huh? Are you a cop? Is that why you say that? Have oh, you ever Ricky been from one? the Commonwealth? Well, have you ever been a cop or are you one? I don't know. I'm just wondering why you say you would know. Ricky, you might want to. <laughs> Ricky from the Commonwealth has honor with that left hand of his. He does. That he has. Well, I, I do get, kind of get what you're saying, because whenever Bragg called in, he talked about how he believes that there should still be um, road laws, like road safety laws. I can't think of the word for that right now, because he's seen too many like brains splayed out on the highways. And I don't agree with him that that's the answer. Um, but I guess what you're saying is he had to speed to chase people, and that actually kills people. Absolutely. And I tell you what, that. Any good cop, and believe me, I would know, and I know my share of them. Uh, and like I said, I'm a person that has honor. He has no honor. What is wrong with him? Well, he's, There's like, no denounced need. being no a cop. Can I give an example? He put a okay, lot on the line to stop being a cop just somebody, for his okay, principles. Here's how you do different. He doesn't because, you know, why would he chase somebody down? I, I don't you know, know, you could hurt somebody. It's about honor. Now, imagine this. Here's a solution. I mean, he doesn't do that anymore, he right? He's not anymore. a cop anymore. He has an honest job. Killed people. Let me explain this to you. Here's a solution instead of what he did, what he could have done. What he could have done is say he got a DUI. It's very simple. Somebody's a drunk driver. They're drunk. Well, you know what? You can. They're not going to be moving very fast. You know? You don't got to try to chase, push against them and be a big badass because then they're going to run. Then you're going to be a high-speed chase. Just creep along along them, watch them, follow them. They're going to stop pretty soon. They're drunk. You watch them, you know? No, I know drunk stop. drivers. They're you know, I'm not— I'm not bar, most likely. No, I, I, I mean, maybe in some cases, but I'm He's sure some people have I mean, been drunk. Driven and, on the highway, drunk. Yeah, yeah like, I personally, honestly, I'm just going to, you know, whatever, say it on the radio. Personally, I have drunk, driven, and speeded before. Yeah, you know what, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm sure like, plenty of people have know, also done that, too. So. You don't always drive okay, slower. Okay, and also, How? another thing in regards to this particular person that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I don't really subscribe to the theory that, like, once you do something bad, like... It's like a, a death sentence for you, and it's like you're just a you bad, are, person, you're a bad person for the rest of your life because you did this I thing. Know, like, but, that, but no, no, no. But that's what you're saying, though. You're saying you're like, he no, he's a bad cop. He's First, a bad he didn't person. Even believe he was a cop, and... yeah. And it's like, dude, we know this guy personally. Like, I've literally met him before. He went to Ian's sentencing. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just like, 
Well, that's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> he, he, didn't, he, did not, he did not go by what his training would have taught him to do. It doesn't matter, though, because he's I, not I a cop know. anymore. I, I don't really remember that part of this call anyway. Like, I don't particularly remember him saying, and I had to speed up and chase these people. He just said that he would show he up. He did. He said he was in 100 high-speed chases. He oh. was proud of that for DUIs. Whoa, that's crazy. Now, I don't know how the hell he could have done that. What was he, a cop for 50 years? I don't you know. know. really. I believe me, I know. Because I'm a man with honor, and honor's important. And you know, honor 24 hour a day. Thank you this so much like for the so call, Ricky. Ricky, it's like, um, it's just a little like I obviously agree. We have been saying all night that high speed chases are dangerous yeah. and dumb, and I I agree. It's just it's just weird to you know act like uh, somebody who did something wrong once can't possibly he completely no. put his like everything about his life on the line except yeah. for like not like death, but like he put. Everything about his career and everything online, everything he knew was like taken from him because he decided to quit policing because they didn't want to use yeah. their discretion and not um, arrest people for being on marijuana. Also, stuff. it's just like kind of strange to be like, okay, well, you did this thing. So, like, now it's you can never grow from that. Cause- Especially if you're completely obviously like sorry about what you did and change your. Like, if you never yeah. say sorry, then I understand. Like, if you're, I, yeah. I just. I, I don't remember him bragging about high speed chasing. Honestly, I, I, don't I know honestly I did not hear the call at all. I don't think so. Was, I have yeah, no me, clue. And of course, this is like a really long time ago. So it was me, Lee, and um, Richie Rich. The one day that Captain went to go to midget wrestling. Oh, okay, so it was like a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I barely remember. That. I, I don't remember anything about speed speed chasing or whatever. But we have another caller on the line. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. Unscreen caller, what's on your mind? Hi, I'm um, I'm Tim from Frankfurt. Oh. I want to talk about Israel. Yeah, I actually I should thank you guys for your hospitality. Last oh, time. you brought us our in... stickers, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, you remember? Oh well, yeah, I remember you guys. Well, nice yeah, to that hear was from a you. Fun show, the Sunday show. What's your What's uh, on your sorry, mind about I, Israel, uh, Tim? Right. So I was listening to your Wednesday show, and I, I got kind of upset. So I just um, drew down some notes, and I'm just going to read them. So let me just say, conscription is slavery, and stealing money from people in the West to give to Israel or the Hamas or UN organizations is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty clear, yeah. But I think it's important to remember some information about Israel. So, I mean, according to what the, the news I'm consuming, there's like – there were 1,200 people dead on October 7th, and they were killed by soldiers from the Gaza state, right? There, there was a government. The Gaza, oh, I don't know, the Gaza government, they have soldiers, and they're called the Hamas, and they should be treated by us uh, liberty-minded people as a state. Now, I think <laughs> it's fair to say, um, oh, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Oh, I just said, sure. Sorry, I just said I am agreeing that um, the state should be considered a state, or like the the people that work for the government of Gaza. Yeah, I was just going to, because I was going to quote you on uh, disagreeing about how the IDF soldiers are protecting their uh, friends and family. Now, I think they are. Um, So there there was a call for volunteers, right, for reservists. And people from everywhere in the world actually boarded these empty flights to Tel Aviv to actually go 
fight for the country. I think it was like 10,000 people. I'm not sure. When? There was a lot. They couldn't even equip them. That was after October 7th. Okay. And now, if someone is voluntarily joining the fighting to protect this small strip of desert now, sure, you are right that if you kill someone in action, it's not murder. Maybe it should be. But there are a lot of murderers in the Gaza Strip, and now these people are protecting this um, piece of land. What do you think about that? I, I don't really think that I said anything that we really have disagreed on with on yet. Like, I, I actually, I mean, I don't, I, I never claim to know, like, the hearts and minds of the IDF soldiers. But one thing that I know that you're wrong about is the IDF has already admitted that there there was people in their crossfire whenever those 1,200-something people died. Some of those were because IDF people shot the bullets that killed them. And they just consider it like breaking an egg to um, make an omelet. You know, like, they, they really? consider it... Yeah, that, that's that been in the news. That's what I thought that that was just, like, you know quote-unquote fact, I wasn't there, so I, I like to consider things um, not fact until I know for sure, and there's no knowing for sure when you're not in the same country, you know? But um, I I never claim to know the what's in the hearts of the IDF people, like, that they couldn't possibly think that they're doing something good and wanting to protect their friends and family. This is the thing, if you want me to just explain exactly what I think about all of it, it's just this. There was a strip of land chosen for the Jewish people to go to live in, and I don't think that was done right, and I think that there was a much better solution, and people act like the only solution for the Jews to have a place to live was to be to, to take other people's land, which is never right. Um, I'm all for free association, and if people who lived in a place called Gaza didn't want to be living under a government called Israel— then that's just not right and it shouldn't have happened to them. And the thing that I think would have been the solution is that countries all over the world should have said, oh, they can live with us. But that didn't happen. And why is that? Because we live in a society all over the world where people believe that they have the right to tell human beings where on this dirt rock people are allowed to walk to and live. And I think that a lot more... Regular human beings would say, that's fine. They can come live in my society after World War II and, um, like, freely trade and hang out with us, and it, it'll be fine. Like, I mean, Argentina did that and lots of other places, like, that did take um, people from Israel. Um, but since people act like there was just nowhere for them to go, they needed their own nation. And I, I think that's so messed up. Like, you don't get to just take a big area where people are already living and say, this is our country now. And then never expect to get attacked. Like, did you know, do you know anything about the amount of um, civilians that have kill been killed on each side since even just going back like 20 years? It's hugely skewed to Gazan people, Palestinian people, um, civilians dying as compared to is Israel. And I'm not saying that either side is right or good for people to die it's so like i don't understand why when i talk about the stuff that i say about every other war people take it so differently when it has to do with israel like i don't want anybody to die who's innocent i absolutely condemn hamas's attack on israel mm -hmm. in uh october 7th and i don't really blame anybody for shooting back at the hamas people this is the problem the problem is that they're 
cre- creating a moonscape on what used to be a place called Gaza where people lived. And the bigger problem before that is the way that this whole situation ended up where there's people who were not allowed to migrate in this whole area called Gaza and the West Bank also. And they're held there and made such worse. um, They have been made into such worse people than they were just like 100 years ago because of the conditions they're in and their inability to migrate around. Like, why do you think like, oh, like Pakistan, those people are way higher in consciousness and um, living conditions than in Gaza. They're both Muslims, like I think that a lot of people seem to act. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that you think this, Tim, or anything. I'm kind of just ranting at this point because I got told that I hate Israelis the other day, and I'm constantly getting told that I'm just like, oh, you just love Palestinians or something. I don't care about them any more than I care about the Israelis. It's just clearly and obvious to me um, the fact that the reason that Gazan people are kind of you know messed up like apparently they're they a lot of them agree that americans should die and israelis should die um even if they're not acting on it is because of what's happened to them like what if what if every male in your household has been to prison for the last hundred years you know you know or like a bunch of your family got killed yeah it's true people like to quote bin laden by now right they they talk about his letter or something and that might be true we create a terrorist by intervening in the middle east but now we are stuck with this situation, and I think if you're a utilitarian, and I think libertarians shouldn't be, but if you are and you want to get a solution, then you should ask yourself the question, what would happen if either side put down their weapons? And, well, it, this just leads me to believe that it's, it should be Hamas to put down the weapons because they are, aren't as liberty-minded as the – at least the ideas of liberalism are – far more embraced by this one like intrusive and murder state in the region than the other i i don't uh, know i just can't well, not if it when it comes to uh, killing people in gaza obviously i think you're right about that the israelis have a lot on their conscience yeah i just i feel like it's like there's no um easy answer as in i should go over there and uh, order everyone to put down their weapons it's just that i don't feel this sense of like oh israel has some kind of excuse that every other nation doesn't like we on free talk live criticize the united states for this kind of stuff all the time and no one you know seems to care i got called or accused of hating israelis the other day um by friend Yeah, and I didn't say anything that about hating Israelis, and that's crazy. Like, and, and I'm not saying I think, that's what you were doing. But I think, like, what you're talking about, like, where you got accused of hating Israelis just because you said something that might be perceived as pro-Palestine, right? I think that goes back to the duopoly mindset that a lot of people have, right? So it's like, oh, well, you know, I I like guns right so that means i'm a republican right you know Mm -hmm. like people can't think past that like you're either this or that yeah the this or that mentality so it's like you're either for israel you're for palestine and like that's it it's so i think a lot of people can't get past that and that's kind of like you know i have a very similar stance as you bonnie where it's like i don't know what's going on over there i'm not over there but all i know is it's awful based on the the videos i've in the pictures i've seen online and just war in general it's like I'm not really going to pick a side because this doesn't really involve me. But if I like I'm and I've I've said this before, 
I'm on the side of the innocent people who are having their lives completely uprooted, who are being murdered, who are having their families and their lives stripped away from them. Like, this is so sad. And it's like, I don't care about the state side of it. I don't care about what this government said about this government. Like, I don't care about that. People are dying and it is off. Like, like homes are being destroyed. Like, a complete turmoil and uproar. Like, this is so awful and like that's the part i can't get past is like the absolute tragedy that is going on like on a human level over there yeah it's, and the it's people didn't decide the people exactly. don't decide no. to get up and and bomb each other the governments decide or the in yeah. the exactly. hamas's case the terrorist uh but they're all terrorist yeah. organizations i mean yeah, yeah. The, the groups who rule over others oh uh, what'd you yeah. say tim yeah, I'd call them a government, right? I right. mean, they were elected at some point, and now they're just uh, enforcing their monopoly on violence. So, well, sounds like a government to me. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. A lot of people are saying that they're not, not a government, but I have heard the same thing, that they got elected by the people, like the, a majority, like a democratic election of, um, you know, Gaza. They yeah, elected who, who Hamas. Who cares about democracy? Yeah. I mean, Yeah. Well, Got to agree with that. They are in power now. Right. Once they're well, there, um, it's hard to get them back out. Yeah. Well, no, do you have anything yeah, else in, on your mind about this, Tim? Did I maybe, like, change no, your I guess mind about what you thought I was trying to say? Like, maybe I wasn't very clear? Actually, I think you did change my mind on a couple of things. I mean, the whole, the guilt of Israel um, in this hasn't been clear to me, I think. I've also been very affected by the atrocious videos from the right. region. And I try to, I, I'm not on Twitter. I don't want to see this, but I do. And then I get upset and it just makes me uh, blind to um, the terror on both sides. And it, makes you, it makes you human. I think thing. that that's a, a horrible thing that yeah. people use, utilize in a way is people's um, human ability to sympathize and empathize with other people. Um, but thank you so much for the call, Tim, and please call in whenever other time you want to. I don't know if you're paying like long distance or something because he's all the way in oh, Frankfurt. Oh yeah, this bill is going to this is going to burn a hole in my wallet. Hey, say, oh my uh, say hi to Matt. He he drew me uh, he drew he drove me home to my Airbnb last time, and it was really yeah. nice talking to you guys. Thank you yeah, so much absolutely. for calling. I'll, I'm going to let you go now, but have a good night. Or it's probably not night over there. I just realized. Whatever. But, um, have a, whatever time it I is. I think it's like eight hours ahead. Um, Morning, afternoon, evening. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I still have this little yeah. sticker he has that says Market Radical in German, which is like barely different. It's just Wait, like K's Was he C's. here during Porkfest or was this Mm-mm. after? It was after. And um, I remember I went over and asked you, or I came downstairs and told you, I asked you to remind Matt that he was going to bring him home. I don't know if you yes, remember that. Yes, 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 yes. No, I do remember this. I, I think it was I just, after. Wait, I don't know if it was I after don't know. before Porkfest now. I have, now. like, such a horror. It must have been after, but I have a really bad, like, perception of time. I'm like, did that happen last month? Did that happen seven years ago? Like, I have no clue. <laughs> so I have somehow avoided seeing all of these videos right. that people see on TikTok yeah. or wherever. And I think um, that it's really damaging for people yes. to see yes. all of these atrocities and horrors mm-hmm. just in their daily lives it is. on a consistent basis. And I can't believe that people are just 
sharing it on TikTok. TikTok yes. is, you know, like that's no, not where these things should no. be. And and that is such a great point where it's like supposed to, to be people. like a casual thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I wanted to see a cat video. I don't want to see like people being like murdered. That's, that's something crazy. you need to prepare yourself for. There's yeah. some really great libertarians I've met from Germany. They just seem to really get it. 603-283-6160. You're not burning a hole in your wallet if you pay um, to call us from the United States, most likely. So what's your excuse? It, there's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. that you control 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight it's me bonnie Lori, and nikki and um we actually didn't get into it the last segment but the segment before we started talking about the news in the tyree nichols case so tyree nichols was a guy who i believe was delivering packages for what company i don't remember but he was doing something like didn't put a blinker on and he got pulled over and he got taken out of his vehicle and then he got beaten to death like he got beat so bad that he went into the hospital and died and um There is news in his case. It says, former Memphis officer pleads guilty to state and federal charges in the Tyree Nichols death. Desmond Mills Jr. entered his plea deal, or sorry, entered his plea during a hearing at the Memphis federal courthouse as part of a larger agreement to settle charges in state court as well. So uh, one of the guys that killed him is pleading guilty now, like they were all pleading innocent before It says, a former Memphis police officer changed his plea to guilty Thursday in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols, becoming the first of five officers charged to reverse course. Desmond Mills Jr. entered his plea during a hearing at the Memphis Federal Courthouse as part of a larger agreement to settle charges in state court as well. It wasn't immediately clear how the four other officers planned to respond and specifically whether they would follow suit. Their attorneys declined to comment on Mills' guilty plea. Mills pleaded guilty to federal charges of excessive force and obstruction of justice on Thursday and has agreed to plead guilty to related state charges. 
Uh, and I'm a little confused about how the feds got involved. I, I don't really, I don't know. Somehow he has federal and state charges. Prosecutors, Are any of those charges murder? Hmm. Excessive force and obstruction of justice. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get charged with murder. Since he's a cop, they might call I it mean, something else. I mean, that's murdering when you murder someone. <laughs> that's right? a, but that's like one, one thing Tim, so. our caller, um, Tim from the last segment brought up that it, in um, some circumstances, when you murder someone, the government doesn't call it murder. Like in the the call of duty or whatever, in, in um, action um, during like a military um, thing, if you kill someone, oh, that's not killing. I can't remember the word that they call it, but it, it's not murdering um, in their rule book and no I, it is i think that in um in reality it is but in reality like you know in any other way like yeah. energetically like karmically <laughs> physically yeah. realistically in any other way aside from you know government government legal land wor- words where yeah where things aren't real yep um but so maybe it's the same thing with police where if you kill someone, it's not called that. I, I don't know. It's just called excessive force. But it says prosecutors are recommending a 15 year sentence for the former os- officer, although the final sentencing decision rests with the judge. Life. Yeah. The prosecutors are asking for 15 years. Yeah. That doesn't seem like enough. Yeah. No. I mean, the prosecutors someone? were asking for 20 nope. something years for Ian for yeah. uh, his white collar financial quote-unquote crimes and he hurt no one right yeah but if you kill somebody 15 years yeah maybe and you probably won't get that right and i've also and like going back to ian like this is crazy because i've also heard of non-cop people like non-government people just a rando person that murdered someone that got um I, I forget how long they got. I think it was about the same amount of time as Ian. As Ian. Yeah. yeah, like eight oh, yeah. Years. I think it was like 10 years and he ended up serving eight or something. But it's wow. just like. Still, it's like that shouldn't even be comparable. Like you can murder someone and it's it, they're like, yeah, but you didn't pay us. So that's, you know, that's worse. worse. Yeah. Crazy. It says that caught on police video, the Nichols beating in January was one in a string of violent encounters between police and black people that... That's weird that they would say it like that because these were all black cops. Yeah, they were the cops are black too. It says it was one in a string of violent encounters between police and black people that sparked protests and renewed debate about police brutality and police reform in the U.S. It's just like as, at some point, like I, I completely b- bought into this in like 2020. I absolutely understand that the numbers say that more black people are abused by cops. But at some point, you got to realize the problem is the fact that there are people that join something called the police yes it, that, it extends beyond racism right yeah that the problem is the fact yeah. that there are people given fake authority that they don't really have that it has nothing it not that it has nothing to do in every single case with racism but it's just that that's not what the actual but underlying problem is so there's that i mean how do you fix racism right because this is also an issue in like hospitals where where black people are more likely to like not receive the care they need Mm -hmm. you know especially like i always bring everything back to like birth right because that's kind of my specialty yeah but um it's a huge thing where like black mothers hispanic mothers are very like a lot more likely to die in childbirth or after due to like complications infections stuff like that um, than white mothers 
they're they're a lot more likely to like literally physically die and not receive the care that they need or like not be taken seriously. Um, and that it's like you you look at the numbers and you're like this has to be racism, whether it's subliminal, like whether the doctors might be outright racist, maybe they are just. You know, it's a subconscious thing, whatever it is. It's like, I I do think it's an issue. Um, Like you're saying, like with the police brutality, it's like, okay, step one, if you want there to like not be this crazed gang of criminals attacking and murdering people, get rid of the police. Yeah. And like, boom, that solves that issue pretty much. Yeah. And abolish um, them. Don't just like, but I think cut their paychecks a little. Yeah, exactly. Like get rid of the gang of criminals that are murdering people in the street. Seriously. That is the police. Those are the gang of criminals I'm talking about because they're murdering more people in the street than actual like quote unquote criminals. But anyways, like I, so that's obviously like a huge issue, but like there is an underlying, underlying tone of racism and it's like, yeah, how do you fix that societally? Well, and I, I just feel like everything they're doing, like the Black Lives Matter and like all this crap, it's just like trendy. And it's like, that's not, that actually might be making it worse. Like, I don't know. Like, what, what do you do I think about it does this? make it worse because it, it reinforces it separation. Them. Yeah, it yeah, yes, it others them. them, yeah. I don't, it, yeah, it's like, it's like a, like a big, heavy question. Like, what do you do about that? How do you fix that? Well, the thing about it is, like, I don't feel like I or any one person needs to to sit around yeah. fixing things that are not under my control. Yeah. But one thing you can do is not add to the problem. Like, don't give people the ability to join a gang where they have um, qualified immunity and can kill people. And if they're racist, they can kill uh, black people and get away with it every single time. Yeah. You know, like... I, and then just, like, talking about stuff like this, like, you even talking about the thing uh, with mothers who give birth. Um, the other thing is, like, with that, I, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, like, opening the markets to where there can be anyone can, like, you know, more people can just become um, yeah people who own hospitals. It's not just, I don't know, everything being regulated, it always seems to me to cause so many problems. Absolutely. I just believe that. So that probably is at the root of that. Too. When I was in California, I worked at a birth center out there for a little bit. And a lot of her clients were coming to her. She also accepted state insurance. So it was like like pretty much anyone could go like it wasn't because that's a big issue with with birth where it's like, oh, I can't afford like a seven thousand dollar midwife. So I'm just going to go to the hospital. But if it's the same like birth center with a midwife versus like hospital with OBs and doctors, you know, it it. The money, the money isn't a factor anymore, right? So mm-hmm. a lot, like an overwhelming percent of her clients were black and Hispanic women who were going, they didn't believe in natural birth. They would much, they would prefer to be medicated, actually. They'd prefer to be in the hospital, but they were assaulted and disrespected so badly in in the local hospital that they were like, yeah, I'm natural birth because at least like I know this woman is probably not going to assault me and she's going to treat me with dignity and respect um and there was there was an overwhelming amount of like of women who were going to the birth center solely because that provider wasn't racist and was more respectful of them wow and that is so sad and like I saw it firsthand and you know up here like we don't really see that a lot like there isn't I don't work with you know, an overwhelming population of black people. Most of my clients, you know, look like I do. But but it's really sad to think about. It's like, 
I I didn't realize it was that big of an issue until like I saw it firsthand. But it does sound like I'm right. If people have more it is, choices, exactly. No, and and that was yeah, kind of like what I was you know what I sh- should have circled back to was if there was less restriction on the market and you didn't need like all of these licensures and certifications and if women could just choose their providers based on what they actually wanted then it would be a lot just more people being allowed to get into the game and then like you can make your own hospital that says i am um whatever race and i only want people of that race to come here and yeah there's nothing wrong with that actually because i can't i mean this isn't as relevant in new hampshire because there aren't you know as many black women right but but in general, like like race aside, you know, just not wanting to be anyone can be assaulted in the hospital. Um, I legally cannot practice in this state hmm. because of the laws and regulations. And it's crazy that so it's that worse is here yeah that is limiting that is greatly limiting the market. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. Well, um, I can't remember what got us into this. Just basically, we we're saying that we think um. The problem, oh yeah, we're saying that the problem with, um, you know, police mainly, or at least the biggest uh, portion of people that they are killing are black people. The problem doesn't get fixed by just, you know, having um, even like just protesting and stuff or or, like making your Facebook uh, post that day a black square. The problem only gets fixed when you go to the root of it which is stop giving people fake authority that they don't actually have um, and ability to kill people with qualified immunity. Stop giving a class of people the ability to do whatever uh, they want to other people in the name of following orders and the law. Tax revenue. Tax revenue. um, And get rid of the police. Like, completely abolish them. Don't change their paycheck. Don't give some um, of them a social worker to work with or whatever just completely abolish them and people instead of getting taxed they can just use their money to maybe pull together in their community to have a security team that are people that they know and care and they know that care for them and aren't going to kill them just things like that that's just one easy solution some places they choose not to have a police uh, like there are places in New Hampshire, there are towns in New Hampshire that oh, don't yeah. have a police station or yeah. any cops that live there at all. Well, um, we're going back to this. You can't opt out though, because you still have the state police. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. can't completely opt out. Yeah, because you have state police that can drive around and and you still have to pay for them. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. Because even in those towns where you don't have police, are you still paying just as much taxes as? Like the next town? Well, no, because it's the town. It goes town by town. So, like, there were a couple of towns, like New Ipswich, for example, like slashed their police budget. Hmm. Nice. Like, they literally, the police station is like a shed. Nice. And they have like one cop on duty. Was that recently? It was in the past couple of years, yeah. Cool. But um, we were reading this NBC News article. And the, the reason it's interesting is because I think that this guy's going to, um, since he pleaded guilty and is possibly going to get a smaller charge because of it, I think he's just going to go and tell everybody what what actually happened. And um, it says that caught on police video, 
Nick Nichols' beating in January was one in a string of violent encounters between police, black police, and black people in this uh, situation that sparked protests and renewed debate about police brutality and police reform in the U.S. And I'm not defending, like, white cops that kill black people or anything like that. It's just a weird way to put it. Like, in this situation, a black a group of black people killed another black person. And that's all that is is police officers killed a human and every time uh, a white person gets the thing about it is that really bothers me deep down is whenever police uh police abuse white people it's like minimized at this point yeah i was talking to a guy who happened to be black that was walking on our street and joe started a conversation with him and he assumed that he's had he literally said he assumes he's had more bad experiences with cops than me and i just had to laugh like yeah it's like how do you why are you assuming that like you don't know yeah it's just ridiculous. And um like No, I know talking, for a fact. I, I literally personally know like black people and Hispanic people who have not had as many bad interactions with the police as me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've just like, like um yeah, I, I just it's not always related, you know. I I think that some people fail to realize that like there are whole states of mostly white people. And in those states, the cops are white and they're messing with the white people and ruining those white people's lives. Yeah. Or I don't know why it even has to be like, oh, well, I have had worse experiences right. than you. I yeah, didn't say like, anything like that. It's just I cops against yeah. people that they're abusing. Right. And that's just leave a, it at that. That's yeah. exactly no one should be I, abused. That's exactly what I was keeping in and trying to have this conversation with this guy. The reason that this came up was because... Joa is a cop blocker, and for some reason his job got brought up to this guy. He was, like, going around knocking for DeSantis. Um, And I I didn't do, like, what you're saying. I could have been like, oh, yeah, well, my house got raided by the FBI. Like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, like, let's, uh, like, competitively see who has worse trauma. And it's just, uh, that's that's the thing that's starting to bother me. It's, it's, It's not a competition, one, and two... I just, I don't like how it's diminished. Like, it's it literally, like, you're yeah. just, like, it's not as big of a deal because you're not black. Like, yeah. the cops have my husband in jail right now for, like, nothing. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just don't like that. So, anyways, moving on from that sentence, it says, Mills and four other former poli- uh, Memphis Police Department officers were charged in federal court with using excessive force, failing to intervene, deliberate indifference and conspiring to lie as well as obstruction of justice after they were caught on camera punching kicking and hitting nickels with a police baton on january 7th so i don't see murder in there i don't see murder or assault or manslaughter or anything yeah it says nickels died three days later in a hospital that's terrible it's probably like a really slow terrible death then yep the five former officers, Mills, Tadarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, and Justin Smith, have pleaded not guilty to second-degree murder. Oh, so there were other charges. Those were just oh, okay, some good. of them, I guess. Maybe he's not being charged because he... Yeah, his plea deal. Yeah, he got a That's plea probably deal. what it is, yeah. That's why he's getting 15 years. Yep, these other people are rolling on the other guys. Worse, that, that's probably what it is. Oh. It says... Um, so all those people have pleaded not guilty to second-degree murder and other charges in state court. Mills is the first to agree to change that plea to guilty. He said, I joined Tyree's family in saying that this is a—oh, wait, sorry. This is actually Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy said in a news release, I joined Tyree's family in saying this is a fair result given Mr. Mills' level of involvement 
and his willingness to cooperate with us. His cooperation will help us bring to justice all those criminally responsible while also identifying needs for systemic reform within the police department. And that's never going to work. Okay. So they have it on video, right? Yeah. And this guy, I assume, was involved in the attack. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah. So that doesn't sound like it's a fair resolution mm-hmm. at all to me. No, I don't like plea deals like that because he's not being punished so that they can get the other guys, but they already have it on video. Yeah. So why do they need him to get a plea deal I, at all? I yeah. believe they have it on video. Did it Did it say that? Yeah. I, there I mean, is a video. Wearing, yeah. yeah, they should be wearing the... I think it said that there was a video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I don't... Yeah, you're right. Why? It doesn't make any sense that they need anything from him. They have a video mm. of this guy getting killed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't like any plea deal where it's like, well, your job is supposedly to bring justice to something bad that happened, right. and the plea deal is going opposite of that, and it makes no sense. It happens all the time. The justice system is so messed up. And um, the other thing is there's just no such thing as systemic reform within police departments that's going to make this okay, or that's going to make this stop happening. It's just not going to. I just can't imagine being this person's family and it's awful, yeah. And right. seeing them be like 15 years because yep. because you're telling on the other guys Hopefully, even though you also killed you know, my family. Yeah. Hopefully the People in his, maybe not hopefully, that's kind of a mean thing for me to say. I I don't know if I should say hopefully, but it's possible that the people in the prison that he goes to will make his life hard on him because snitches aren't, uh, you know, cooperators. And he's a cop. Yeah. Aren't good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's a cop. Yeah. That killed someone. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be very good for him in jail for those 15 years. Maybe he won't make make it out. I don't know. Might not. U.S. District Judge Mark Norris has scheduled a May trial for the officers in the federal case. A trial has not been set in um, state court. I don't understand. I I don't think it explained why there's a federal and a state uh, case in this. Like, I don't think they, like, cross state lines or anything like that. So that's pretty interesting. The five former officers... Maybe it's a... No, I was going to say maybe it's a hate crime, but... Hmm. Well, but it can't be. Not consider it that. All, all crimes are hate, like real crimes are hate yeah. crimes. So yeah, anyway. right. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? Yeah, I'm going to punch you because I love you so much. <laughs> isn't that such like a funny thing? They're like, oh well, if it's a gay person or whatever, then it's a hate crime. What if yeah. you don't know? I mean, what if you don't know they're gay? Is in, it still a hate crime? It in could Florida be. Now, it depends. I think anything in Florida that was already a crime that is perpetrated against a Jewish person is now a hate crime. So you can oh, you yeah. automatically so like get five double, years. It's a double crime. Did that just happen? Um, that was this yeah, year. Yeah, that was recently. Was, yeah. that, was that like... Um... Not since... It was before October 7th. Okay. It's um, uh, just... What's his name? The governor I was going to ask there? if it was like virtue signaling for the whole state. Right, yeah. It is virtue signaling either way. Well, I don't yeah. understand why. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know if there was one specific thing that happened that made them have this law, but... Uh, Ron DeSantis is like all about Israel and stuff like that, like the state of Israel. So it doesn't surprise me. It's so silly. I can hate anyone. Yeah, I hate blondes. Now it's a hate crime against yeah, blondes. Right. Like yeah. I hate Poor Nikki. <laughs> she was just the first thing I looked at. Just the first thing I looked at. Yeah, it's just I hate people who you know wear plaid. Yeah, I hate cops. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So like everything would be a hate crime if you're committing. A violent act against someone. And the other thing about it is that it makes things 
thought crime like you yes because you don't know my intention i could love gay people yeah but just because i punched this guy in the face maybe he's just a jerk it has nothing to do with him being gay hate that specific gay person yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. you should only be charged for like if you assault someone i don't think you should i I, this isn't my ideal legal system but if you're going to be if we're going to live in this legal system you should only be charged with punching someone because that's what you did right well moving on it says the five former officers who were charged are also black which is capitalized, and that's really weird. They, they were, just want to make sure that you see that. Yeah. They were fired from the department, and the crime suppression team they were a part of disbanded after Nichols' death. However, and it was like the Scorpion Squad. Yeah, the Scorpion Unit. Oh, okay. That I just saw, yeah. Um, so it's such peacocking, too. That's disgusting, yeah. Scorpion Squad. It sounds like a stupid, like, DC comic book yeah right? yeah it does the scorpion unit we're so cool it's like i'll give like you that. i'm gonna puke however <laughs> members of the scorpion unit there it is have been moved to other teams so there oh, there was teams? more teams a yeah. teams there so were, like what is this a game yeah teams yeah. there were more people in the scorpion squad i get or the score i keep wanting to say that because it sounds better but yeah it sounds better um the scorpion unit so but they i mean either way five. it's a joke so it doesn't matter which one you say yeah <laughs> They got moved to different teams after that because they just had to get rid of the whole Scorpion unit in altogether. Probably just terrible name now because people know about them killing Nichols. Um, Kristen Clark, who leads the U.S. Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division, said at a September 13th news, news conference that the five former officers used excessive force, failed to advise medical personnel about Nichols' injuries, and conspired to cover up their misconduct. Okay, that's where the... Obstruction of justice is coming in. I didn't know what, um, where that was coming from. The indictment says the officers failed to tell dispatchers, their supervisor, and emergency medical technicians they knew Nichols had been hit repeatedly. It alleged they were trying to cover up their use of force and shield themselves from criminal liability. The indictment alleges instances where the officers used their body cameras to limit what evidence could be captured at the scene. So, like, moving or covering their body cameras. Wow. That's bad. Well, these guys are bad, and the guy took a plea deal, so that's basically all we have to say about that. Um, If you have anything you want to bring up, 603-283-6160 is the number. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can call to get in on the conversation with us, 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And um, Lori brought in an article that just has an interesting topic slash title. Um, Apparently, there's a cop shop that just opened up. I can't. Oh, police station. There we go. That just opened up in a Walmart. So what do you have to tell us about that, Lori? 
This is from entrepreneur.com. It says, Walmart takes bold step to combat rising crime in retail with in-house police station. The move aims to increase security, deter in-store crime, and create a safer shopping environment, the company says. Wow. So it all is... Oh, so it's Walmart's... I'm a little confused. It's not just like a Walmart security office. It's regular police, but it's actually for the Walmart... Yeah, it's like a Walmart it's police like, department. You know how they have like campus police? Yeah, but for Walmart instead. Okay. That's kind of stupid. I yeah. thought that <laughs> I thought they the um have that. like loss prevention. Oh, yeah, but loss no, prevention can't shoot you. Hmm. Yeah, but, exactly. So this is government. Yeah, actual police That's inside weird. the Walmart. I kind of thought that they were just like renting a spot from, you know, like inside the Walmart, you know, like sometimes you'll too. see like police stations in like a strip mall or something. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I thought, they, but this is like in addition to what they had already had for whatever city this was. Yeah. And it's for oh the Walmart. Like the Walmart's getting so bad yeah. that they can't just have like loss prevention people tackling people. That's crazy. Which I don't even know if they do that. They, I don't think they're allowed to. Oh, really? Even they I don't can't? think you can, can't touch the customers. Well, I, the cops can. I knew Unless that, like, you have absolute proof that they, mm-hmm. like you have to see it or have it on camera and have seen it. Oh yeah, that'd probably be a terrible lawsuit for Walmart if. Yeah, they were just allowed to tackle people, but, yeah, but now they have cops elbow to drops do it for them. on the customers. Yeah, that's crazy. They're like the cops shoot people all the time and get away with it. This is great. Well, now they just watch you with cameras until you steal a certain amount of stuff. Yes, I heard about this giant too. lawsuits against you. I heard oh, about this wow. too. So, like, say if you like steal an eyeliner every week yeah. to do your mm-hmm. makeup. They won't get you the first couple of times, but they'll be tracking you until it's With like AI. A, like yeah, until it's like a federal wow. crime, like until you steal a certain amount right, to like make it like really bad. Larceny. I just yeah, saw yeah. they're was... like you've stolen ten thousand dollars worth of makeup from Walmart. You're going Whoa. to jail. That's yep. crazy. Um, I just saw a post the other day on Twitter. Speaking of like terrible things you don't want to see, and then you end up seeing them on Twitter. Um, there was this girl who posted, and she's like covering her face a little bit, but I feel like it would not be hard to figure out who she was if you knew her. Um, and she was saying, like, I just moved into a new apartment. I put my mama up in a house and all of this from boosting. And I'm not ashamed. I've never been caught. I've been boosting for 10 years. And that uh, is means stealing. means stealing. Yeah. Well, that sounds dumb and ghetto. Sounds dumb and ghetto <laughs> and a dumb thing to brag about on the internet. Yeah. And it's like, is that how, is that sustainable? Is that how you can t- all right. plan to continue? Yeah. Well, I hope she goes to jail, but. <laughs> Yeah. Other than that, this is dumb. So the worst thing about stealing from like a corporation like Walmart, because um, I used to start, I was starting to become um, one of those people who believed it wasn't really that big of a deal because I hate the corporations. Um, Yeah, I've been there. And um, Ian put it so perfectly. um, He said that you're really just stealing from everyone else because the store is going to have to start raising its prices because of loss. And I was like, oh, that that's like the best moral case against it that I can think of. Because like, in a way, I do kind of feel like F Walmart. But also, it's I it just the reason that stealing is like so never going to happen from me is that like I can't help but imagine like the store owners being my parents. That's like literally how my brain works. Like if I even thought about stealing something, I'd be like, what if my parents owned this store? A better way to punish them is not to steal from them, but to not give them any money. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I think like for like me and like, because I think of that in like self checkout, I'm like I could totally steal like half of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's more of like an energetic thing. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want that bad karma. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like the you know the the thirty dollars that I'm spending at Walmart is. I would rather pay that in physical money than like deal with whatever 
is going to happen to me energetic you know what i mean like it's just it, totally. it'll catch up with you and that's I, just I my belief so and it's just like it's harder to think like i'm and you're not a explaining. psychopath, so you'll feel guilty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's harder to... <laughs> well, Walmart sucks, so maybe not that guilty. But. Right, that's what I was going to say. Like, you, you can't think of, like, uh, you don't... Like, if you were going to steal from a mom-and-pop store, you, it'd be yeah. a lot easier to think how I was saying, like, oh, what if it was my parents? But when it, with Walmart, it's so faceless that that's probably yes. why a lot of people have started to feel that, that way, like it's not that big of a deal. But when you think about yeah, everyone that uses this Walmart, and that's most people that you know and love, uh, will be affected, then it's different. Yeah, I remember when I was like a teenager, one of my friends stole a ring hmm. from a like a like a local shop. And then afterwards she was like, Oh yeah, I stole this ring, like thinking it was cool. And we were like, No, that's not cool. Like we yeah. were all like, Don't do that, like that's bad. We're like, You have to go bring it back. Like we were like scolding her. And she's like, I don't get it. Like you guys steal from like Walmart, you know, like you guys steal all the time. And it's like, Yeah, but I mean, at the time, like now, obviously, I just said, like, I don't believe in stealing anymore. But like yeah. when I was a teenager, it's like, yeah, stealing from Walmart feels a lot different than stealing from like the Sunshine Boutique. You know what yeah. I mean? That, I mean, that's just true. It does seem a lot different. And she did return the ring. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, did we she made like, her. in trouble or did she say? I think she just casually put it. I don't think it okay, was. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. That's she was just like crazy. But yeah. yeah. I stole $10 from my aunt when I was like mm. seven to go to the yeah. little corner store to buy candy. And I immediately felt that and went yeah. home and cried and never stole again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I learned yeah. that lesson really early that yeah. it just makes you feel bad inside. Yeah. You know? Wow. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, the key takeaways says Walmart closed 22 stores due to safety concerns so far in 2023, the company says. Um, a recent survey found that 60% of retail employees reported encountering some form of violence in the past year. The retail industry has been facing a myriad of challenges in post-pandemic landscape, particularly in the realm of crime. According to a recent retail workplace survey conducted by Loss Prevention Magazine, a staggering... Huh. Mm? I'm sorry, I just it's laughed okay. that there's a Loss Prevention oh, Magazine. Right? It's weird. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, people what kind are of nerd reads that? that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a niche. Um, a staggering 60% of retail employees reported encountering some form of violence over the past year. Now Walmart, which says it closed 22 stores by mid-2023 due to safety concerns, is taking direct action to curb crime in its stores. Walmart is reopening one of its closed stores in Atlanta's Vine City neighborhood after renovating it to include a pharmacy, groceries, and a unique addition, a police station within the store. The approach aims to combat crime, increase security, and make shoppers feel safer, the company says. You know, people steal from Walmart all the time is vibrators. It's like really oh because they're weird they yeah, sell them. You don't yeah it is yeah, weird right? that they sell them just there. Buy it online. I didn't know that until I worked at Walmart that they sell vibrators right there. But um I had no clue. Well, um then they're like just labeled like that. Like you know they're not like supposed to like they don't just say like oh like back how they uh, yeah like how they sell like the the crack pipes and convenience stores and they yeah. get away with it by saying like it's glass a glass rose yeah yeah glass rose yeah. yeah it's like glass rose this is a crack pipe yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's like straight up labeled as that and it's in like the medicine aisle and I never knew that until I worked there and in I didn't work in the medicine aisle. I worked in like hardware at first and I would always find the packages of a vibrator that someone stole stuffed behind things in the <laughs> uh, hardware section. Oh my and, and it's just like you don't have the excuse that you're afraid or are embarrassed of buying that in front of people yeah, when there's self-checkout. No, like oh, self in the store. Yeah. So I don't know why it's they just do like, that. who cares? Grow up. Yeah. Right. 
It's just weird that they sell them anyway to me. Like it is. Yeah, you buy spinach and a vibrator. Like I it's, know, right? yeah. that's odd. I didn't know it until I was you know I was twenty four when I worked there. I think or twenty three. Uh, it goes on to say, after talking with the Merchants Association on MLK and Clark University and other people in the neighborhood, folks were saying that they want to see more police presence. Atlanta Mayor Andre Dickens told the outlet. Uh, I doubt that. Uh, that does sound surprising, <laughs> but I'm wondering why so much violence is happening in these Walmarts. Like you said that the employees were experiencing a lot of violence. Like it couldn't have something to do with like stealing considering the Walmart employees aren't going to chase you down. And like I said, tackle you like the employees definitely are not going to, they're trained if not they, to do anything like that. If loss prevention sees you taking something, they can like physically stop you from leaving the store and yeah. call the police. And you got to think people, you know, people are probably going in there on meth yeah, and stealing to sell things. And then they're already on meth or desperate yeah and so then that a lot of times ends up in violence hmm. yeah i've been to some skeezy walmarts and i could totally see some crazy person going in there and just like assaulting random people i worked at a nice walmart in a nice suburb of san antonio like this was like my favorite walmart to go to even and i had to stand over a bag of meth and wait for somebody to walk by and then i was like there's meth here. And my boss <laughs> took a napkin and had to pick it up. Oh well, I just gosh. assume it was meth. I don't really yeah. know what meth looks like. It was a little tiny baggie with really clear but kind of cloudy crystals in it. Like, yeah. I assume that's what meth looks like. I yeah, probably. So. Yeah. Sounds like it. But I saw Breaking Bad. When yeah, I think right. about it, when I think about that, it's like, whoever dropped that meth was probably walking around looking for it. What if they saw me doing that? Like, that's scary. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, luckily, like I don't some tweaker's going to come after me. Yeah. I don't know, but I just, I wasn't going to touch it. And whenever you find throw up or something in Walmart, you're supposed to like stand near it. So that way if somebody comes in the aisle, you're like, careful, there's throw up here. Don't step on it and wait for an associate, another associate. And then they go get the stuff to clean it. So that was just like, I guess that's what I'll do with this meth. I'm not touching it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, I don't blame you. It was in the kids aisle, like where the bikes are and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. That's sad. (laughs) Um, in a 2020, uh, 2022 interview with CNBC, Walmart CEO Doug McMillan acknowledged the issue of theft, which has surpassed historical levels, adding that police enforcement is a key factor in addressing the problem. I think local law enforcement being staffed and being a good partner is part of the equation, and that's normally how we approach it, McMillan said at the time. It's store managers working with local law enforcement, and we've got great relationships there for the most part. Upon reopening, the police substation will also serve as a hub for officers to recharge their devices, hold meetings, and manage paperwork. I wonder if this is new. Like, is there substations in any other, like, private businesses like this? I've never heard of this before. Yeah, me, me neither. Yeah. Like, in a mall, even. Like, they just have their own security. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. No, because college campuses have campus police, but they're yeah, not it's like real different. cops. No, though. they're not real cops. It's different. Yeah. They're like rent-a-cops. Hmm, yeah. Uh, Upon reopening, the police substation will also serve as a hub for... Oh, I read that part. Sorry. Other major retail chains that have faced the issue of ongoing theft and crime have voiced new measures to combat the issue. In August, discount retailer Dollar Tree said on earnings call that it would be taking a very defensive approach to theft by increasing the number of products locked behind shelves and Mm -hmm. even discontinuing certain items at stores that are repeatedly stolen. Who is stealing from Dollar yeah. Tree? I can't imagine going into Dollar Tree and be like, can you open the cabinet so I can have that $1 item? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's terrible. I was about to say, that's another thing you're stealing from your uh, fellow shoppers whenever you're stealing is 
I don't want to have to go and ask for them to open the freaking eyeliners. It's so yeah, annoying. I won't buy them. I'll just yeah. buy it online. Seriously, it's that annoying because yeah. most of the time you can't find anyone and then they're like, the associate doesn't want to go do it, so they're trying to walk away from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything behind so a, a locked cabinet, I'm not even going to... I don't want to interact with anyone who works here. I just want to get my stuff and I want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to ask for help. That's where the self-checkout comes in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, exactly. I don't like That's self-checkout why... either, though. Oh, really? I want a cashier, but I just don't want to talk to you. Why is it like, that you want just a be cashier? Like, hey, hey. And then you check out my stuff. I think me yeah. and Riley possibly were talking about this last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that you want a cashier? Um, because I don't work at Walmart hmm. and I don't <laughs> want to do it and I don't want to do it. I'm here to spend money yeah. and it's not lowering cost. You're still hiring people to watch me and then you want to see my receipt and I'm not yeah. going to show it to you and yeah, you're going to be all annoying at me. What if you just got like two things? Are you still going to go to the cashier? Probably. To, and like, yeah. It's not like a right or wrong answer. I'm just wondering because yeah. everyone on the show last week agreed we love self-checkout, but well, minus um, Riley, that Riley can't they don't use work it. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, time. I never, I and never have any me. issues. Like to me, like well, some things like if you're buying like alcohol or something or something that needs an ID, then I'll go to the cashier. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I feel like it's just quicker. There's never a line. The biggest reason why I use self checkout is because there's very rarely a line, and if there yeah. is, it goes by a lot faster because mm-hmm. the like quantity there's- of registers to like. The quantity of like regular cashier registers. That's only because they have self checkouts, so they don't have all the yeah. registers open, and they don't have cashiers yeah. at the registers. Yeah, if there were all the other ones, yeah. then that that I don't know. I, I I'm a fan of self checkout. I feel like it doesn't really. I wouldn't care about the person there if it was all as fast, but it's just that it's not now. So I I can't stand standing in line for those things. Like really anything, but um, <laughs> checking out is terrible, and um. The other thing about it is, I, I do agree that it's annoying when something goes wrong, and it seems to happen a lot to me. It's like, uh, this thing just scanned twice for no reason, and then I have to press a button. Yeah, or like, oh, machine doesn't take debit suddenly, mm. and then I don't have cash on me, or, you know, just a million reasons. And it's not it's not reducing cost. It's not reducing the cost of the items. You're still hiring people to watch everybody. Yeah. It's increasing the cost because of theft, because you're mm. not yes. actually doing anything right here. Yeah. Hmm. And then you're going to complain that there's theft, don't have self-checkout. Like, I don't, I just don't. Sarah was asking us these questions and we were, I think it was like me, Aria and Ian on the show or something. We were like, I don't know the answer to this, Sarah. You should Google, Google it. But she you was Google it. <laughs> She was asking us, uh, Sarah from New Mexico, who's a caller. Yeah. Um, she was asking us, does it actually make, save the stores any money to have um, self-checkouts because she was like I don't think it does and it, it probably me. yeah it probably costs, costs it costs money I'm sure it does because um, because whatever I like I, I don't know like the theft to because they probably are higher like, I mean if they have one associate to watch everybody versus having like three or four cashier lanes open I mean that probably would save them money I, I would just think that why I don't would know. they keep them, doing but then it? they had to have all these high-tech cameras to watch you yeah. and all the new equipment to make sure that you're not scanning a 99-cent eyeliner for a $40 perfume or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then hire all the door people and extra prevention law, yeah. loss prevention and all this. So it's not really saving any money. Yeah. That's weird. But just, like, why do they keep doing it then? Like, uh, like Aldi in our town. In yeah, King, they just, they just yeah. opened that. Yeah, They just opened. And those are really annoying because every 
like if you don't do something for it for yes, one second, it yells at you. It starts saying like uh, scan something or blah blah blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it literally happens after like five seconds. I, Seriously, yeah, I, I, I everybody around item. me was complaining too. I was yeah. only um I only used it that nice? one time and that was my complaint where and then I like started doing it so fast because yeah. I was like I don't want it to yell at me I don't want it to yell at me I totally agree I hated that <laughs> yeah part. um was that all about that story about yeah the... that's the whole story <laughs> I I just want to know like is that something that is new is that something that happens everywhere like are there some targets that have a police quote substation in them i don't know i, I won't mean, shop never... anywhere where if i go in and there's cops patrolling in the store i won't be shopping there can no. you remind me yeah. what was the state this was in alabama alabama yeah during covid that was my let me check and make sure i'm not lying to you that was my biggest um complaint was like going into walmart and cops standing there trying to make sure that you had a mask on cops was, yeah that what? was happening at every walmart i went to georgia that's georgia. Atlanta. oh atlanta georgia. oh atlanta yeah, yeah. that's cool. crazy yeah, it, that was so annoying and terrible. And, like, they always try to, like, act like they're just, like, do my job, being nice. And I would just give them a look, like, ew. Like, like why are you here? Seriously. Um, that that was, like, my f- only form of activism before I moved here. I was just, like, I was always mean Giving to cops. Giving cops like, dirty looks. <laughs> yeah, like, if a cop tries to start a conversation with me, I look at him, like, what's wrong with you? Because, like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, yeah, right. I, I think cops need to be uh, signaled that they're not appreciated or, like, like, one time I was walking into the courthouse in Texas, and um, I parked in my spot. I was looking underneath my car to make sure that the parking spot there, or what the see what the number was, because I had to pay to park there. And then a cop jokingly was walking past me and said, are you trying to do something to my car? Because I parked next to his car, and I was like, no. And he was like, I'm joking. Come on, lighten up. I was like... And I just like, don't tell like, me to like, yeah. don't like, even talk to me. No. What kind of joke is that anyway? Like you're actually uh, threatening me basically. Yeah. I saying, really like, hate like the, oh, we're cops and also adorable. Like you see the, <laughs> oh, the yes, Facebook no, reels and stuff. I hate it. Adorable. You don't get to threaten people with guns right. and then make cute videos with puppies. Like oh, you don't, no. that's not how it works. These girls I used to work with at the hospital, they like, yeah, like a lot of girl, especially nurses, they're like, oh, a man in uniform. Oh, God. And they were like watching these TikToks and one girl like showed it to me because she thought I'd be into it. Uh, surprise. I was not into it. That's so terrible. <laughs> I've was... never met anyone that talks like that. Like Stop. military, yes, but police, no. <laughs> it was so cringy. So let me paint this picture for you. It was a TikTok that this cop made. His cruiser was in the background, like parked at an angle and the lights were going off. And he's like slow, like seductively walking up towards the camera. And he's like, I don't remember exactly what he was doing, but it was supposed to be like, oh, he's being hot. Like he's attractive. What the heck? And and she showed it to me and was like, look at how hot this guy is. And I was like, no. And then, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're going to pay him. We're this. This is what we're spending our taxpayer dollar on. And they were like, oh, they like You're no fun. Yeah. They were yeah. like, this is not the reaction we were expecting. Listen, from I you. can understand like, it well, with only firefighters. I don't understand it with yeah. army. I mean, military, but I have seen girls that are that way. Um, and it's weird and gross, but yeah. I can only understand it with firefighters. Yeah. Cause they're not going to shoot your dog. Yeah. They're not yeah, going to like, actually you know? helping people. <laughs> I mean, it'd be even better if they were like, uh, private firefighters, but I don't think that's really a thing. Um, the number is 603-283-6160. And we actually do have David from New Mexico on the line. What's on your mind, David? They're called badge bunnies. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's what they're called. Yeah. That's so gross. Yep. 
I wonder and, what and the... that 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 tight that Tyree beating thing you're talking about. No, no way, no way, man. The the original guitarist from the Scorpions was one of my clients. He would he would never become a cop and then beat up people and send pictures to their girlfriend. Yeah. That would never happen. Good and, thing uh, it wasn't actually, those think, people. Yeah, I think I think that case may have been. Um, or there might have been another case, but the one you described sounds like the one where there are police departments that have higher. I think I think those cops might have all, also been all black. And the ones that beat him, they yeah. knew the guy, and, and they, might, they might possibly have been uh, gang members before they became cops. Wow. And, and this, was, this was a thing. It wasn't a cop thing. It was, it was, a, it was a former gang member thing, if oh. that's the same case. Yeah, there was evidence that he, they all knew each case? other. Yeah, that's why he, like, sent the picture to his ex-girlfriend, because oh. she knew him. Like, so he yeah, knew who no, she was. Yeah, that's why, yeah, that's weird. I, that actually makes a lot of sense, but, ooh. Yep. Yeah, and that, that, on the on the music trivia thing too, a week or two or whatever ago, you were talking about uh, War Pigs. Yeah. Song, that 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 actually uh, wasn't uh, the band's idea. They they did not set out to write a song named War Pigs. They set up, they they wrote a song. It's identical. You can find it online. It's uh, Walpurgis, and it was about it was about evil. It wasn't about war. But the record company uh, wouldn't let them release the the original version. They, the record company made the artist change their song. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I've never oh. heard that before either. Good music trivia. Thank you for the call, David. That was a more useful one than normal. Just kidding. 603-283-6160. If you'd like to bring in something useful, that's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. that you control and 603-283-6160 is the phone number that you can call to bring up whatever is on your mind. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie, Lori, and Nikki. And in the last segment, we were talking about uh, cops moving into a Walmart, which is so weird. I mean, it's kind of like the logical next step after they were like acting like Walmart employees during covid um, like when all the other stores were closed and you could only shop at Walmart because somehow germs don't go in Walmart. They only go in mom and pop stores and um, the cops would be standing outside. At least um, Nikki sounded surprised. So I guess you hadn't seen this, but in no. San Antonio, that's how it was. They were time. not doing that up here. I don't think they had these stupid lines outside um, or like things that created a line outside that you had to walk through. Like, yeah, I remember that to get into the door and a cop would be standing there like, got to pull what? it up. About your mask or whatever. Oh, my gosh. See, they only did the weird line thing for, like, a little bit. And I remember I was, it was after a night shift, like, wearing scrubs, right? And walking into Walmart, and they had that stupid line thing. And I was kind of just like, I'm tired. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm just, like, trying to, you know, I'm on a mission. And someone was like, thank you for your service. And I was, like, so confused. I'm like, do I look like I'm in the military? Like, why are you saying this to me? 
I guess it was because it was like COVID and I was wearing scrubs. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, dude, I'm a CNA. You won't believe like, it. Like I literally am changing diapers for a living. Like I work in a nursing home. People said that. <laughs> like to what me. you what? Once in a blue moon for delivering Uber Eats. Like, that's all yeah, I actually love that. I think that's so dumb actually. It, I, I it just, is like, so dumb, but it's it's pretty funny. Like the first time, um, and I was still actually scared of COVID that I started delivering Uber Eats, I was like wearing gloves. And the thing is Oh, they were saying it because of COVID? Yeah. Oh. I wasn't doing yeah. it um. I wasn't scared of COVID because I believed what the government was saying. I, I was scared of COVID because I totally believed that the government would kill us with all of the germs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to make money and no one was on the roads and it was the most amazing time ever to do Uber Eats. You could get everywhere fast. You're getting so Probably many Probably made orders. a ton of money too, yeah. Yeah, I did right, right at the beginning. And um, so like I was like wearing gloves places and people said the same thing to me. Like, thank you for your, thank you for your service, like being out there doing it. The ones that yeah. did actually pick it up in person. So I- stupid. I think yeah. the Walmart police stations kind of make sense, though, because they're like the two biggest businesses hmm. in America. <laughs> right, yeah. The government yeah. and Walmart yeah. teaming they, up finally. The government mm-hmm. wouldn't let them become a bank, but they'll let them be a police station. Well, yes. <laughs> you can, they can be like their underlings. They can't have any control of the money because right. they got a monopoly on that. Yeah. But they can, you know, open FEMA camps and have uh, police. Yeah, yeah I, right. I hate those conspiracy theories. It's really scary. <laughs> like, not... Not, um, I just hate them because it seems logical. I mean, it seems plausible and scary that there is like, um, Walmarts that have underground, yeah, um, tunnels to each other, or that they're set up (gasps) in a way to become a FEMA camp in the future. I didn't hear about that. I've recently just been really feeling like I want to get out of the United States because, like, I think that here is going to be where they do something really bad, and like, there's going to be a Trump wall, but it's going to be to keep you in. I don't like it, but I don't know. Um, but uh, speaking of the United States, I wanted to bring up this story from Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, there is a hilarious fight going on. Ian actually gave me this show prep, and we were just laughing so much about this story when he read it to me. This is from, it's, I guess, syndicated, but it, it says it's from the Wall Street Journal, but I'm reading it off livemint.com, and you don't have to use a, um, you know, you don't have to get past a paywall that way. It says, Leaf Blower Fight Royals, Greenwich, Connecticut, home to the world's most perfect lawns, which is like (laughs) weird. I already hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Pretentious. Sounds so much like Pleasantville, you know, Um, just like creepily up, nicely upkept. Like the place where Ian, I must say, lives, the place where Ian's in jail, I keep telling him like, there's something creepy about that town. Like one thing that I always say when I'm trying to explain it to him is like, Everyone's lawn is really pristine and nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone, like, I bet they're all cops that... I just, like, don't want to be around people like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you care that much about your... And not, like, not to, like, discriminate against anybody, but it's, like, we are two different classes of think, people. You know what I mean? I'm, like, we're not... The whole town of it the same. is what's weird. Like, yeah. We have yeah, a- it's, like, it. Uh, like it's not real. Like, yeah. these people aren't real. These are drones or something. Or, yeah, and it's weird that know. that's, like... That if I bet if you had a weed, they'd be looking down on you type of person. I just can't like, imagine that's what's weird. like giving so much mental real estate 
to keeping your yes. lawn perfect. I can, and money. There's so much more important things. Money I can and resources. See why yeah. it relaxes some people, though. Like, our neighbors behind us, they have a really nice lawn, and, and they put out the different flowers throughout the seasons and, like, have a nice wreath and just a nice yard, power washing stuff. And he's just, like, an older guy. It's probably keeping him, you know, around, you know, to have a thing to focus on and a job to do and, and healthy and stuff like that. He's always out there, you know, lifting stuff. It's just that it would never appeal to me and i don't i don't the thing i don't like about it is the people who are like pretentious about it like they're gonna judge you mm-hmm. and this is even weirder because it's a whole town of people like that like uh, how do they all end it up is, in the same place i can <laughs> confirm yeah Greenwich. yes really yes 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 i don't think i've ever been there i've only been to connecticut to like you're not to missing the, much the airport and back well this says well Greenwich, connecticut home to some of America's most perfect lawns, finally blow off noisy leaf blowers. Someone who live, or some who live there are pleading for peace. The roar, roar, roar is inescapable. Longtime resident Monica Prihoda said at a recent town meeting, imitating a motor with her voice, even the storm windows do not protect me. Please, she implored local officials, I beg you. And it's just like... How imagine, can it be this big of a problem? Imagine being <laughs> so insufferable that you don't want your neighbors to have the right to use a leaf blower. Just turn Crazy. on some music. Yeah. Just get over yourself. <laughs> I have been like developing this Grow opinion up. for a while. I lived with the, this roommate I really didn't like for a while. And her schedule was she was an EMT and she like worked a lot. And then I had to go to sleep early and wake up early to go work at the hotel I worked at. And so our schedules were very different. So the only time she ever hung out with her friends and was like noisy in the living room and stuff was I was trying to sleep. So I would wear headphones to sleep and fall asleep with a fan noise from YouTube playing. And I still basically do that except without the headphones now because I don't need it that to be like that noise canceling as I used to. But I didn't want to ever be like um, I wasn't passive with this girl. Like when she I had problems with her, I would tell her. But I didn't want to. I, I didn't feel I had a right to make her not be talking to her friends in the kitchen. It's just like I needed to sleep. And I just feel like it's kind of your responsibility to be able to live in a place where to make it to where your home isn't too quiet. Because like outside of your home, you can't you don't have control over that. And, and yeah. in my case, outside of my room, I didn't That's have the control. thing. Like you can't outlaw leaf blowers because you don't like the sound. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Like lawnmowers. I can I can name so many things that make Those seem noise. Louder. Yeah. Those are way louder. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's autumn. The leaves have fallen and people <laughs> are are doing landscaping. You know what I mean? Like this is just And I don't live it's in ridiculous. A house that's like super soundproof or anything like that. And we live in New Hampshire, so trees, I mean, uh, leaves fall. And I've never really, like, sat around and been like, oh, my God, the noise, noise, <laughs> noise, you know? Yeah, because you have stuff to do. This this is yeah. a very rich area. This woman's probably retired. Hmm. She has nothing better to do. Like, there is nothing going on in her life. <laughs> so she has to, like, file a complaint with the town. <laughs> She's like, like, this is the level of busybody that is just disgusting to me. Yeah, it really does sound like that's it's what it is. It's insufferable. She's like, in a town meeting saying, please, I beg you. Like, she's begging them. <laughs> Get, so like, crazy. Go put on, like, um, people's court and shut <laughs> up. <laughs> like, 
Oh my gosh. Literally though, it, it seems like they just are focusing on it because they want to because they're busybodies. Um, more than 100 cities nationwide, including some near Greenwich, restrict loud leaf blowers. But the Tony New York City suburb, does it say, is this supposed to say tiny? Uh, but the Tony New York City suburb that is home to billionaires and hedge funds mm-hmm. has long refused to turn over a new leaf. Town leaders decades ago exempted gas-powered blowers from Greenwich's noise ordinance. Now, a coalition of residents called Quiet Yards Greenwich is being anything but quiet. Raking through reams of documents and citing a case from the 17th century (laughs) about a neighbor's neighbor's pigsty. Oh, man. They are pushing for a seasonal limit on gas-powered leaf blowers and urging Stop. the use of electric ones instead. Like, imagine these are... you. Imagine living here. I wish no. I lived there. I would get a skateboard and a leaf blower I and blow myself up and down the street yeah. all day oh long. Oh, my God. Does that work? I would get, yeah. like, literally, really? like, yeah. every two-stroke engine I could find. Right? And the like, other thing I had... Get a drum set weed whacker, at my yard. Yeah. The only thing I hadn't really thought about is, like, are gas ones that much more electric? Because maybe all my neighbors have electric. Um, I would think that gas would be way more common. Hmm. They are a lot louder. And it's like... But it's more common. Because it's a, like a two-stroke engine. It sounds like a dirt bike. <laughs> and um, what's it called? Gas leaf... I mean, um, lawnmowers are more common, so... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. And I feel louder. like electric... Um, I was going to say appliances, but... But electric tools like that are are kind of like a relatively new thing. I feel like those have gained popularity in the last like five years or so. Yeah. Um. So I, but a lot of people like them. Like I'm sure it'll phase out. So I guess people just will have to use that if they live in Greenwich, Connecticut. But it is just funny because it's so close to New York City, and I'm like, imagine living in like Harlem, New York City, in an apartment, and being like, um. I'm complaining about the noise. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Right. That's no, what... like other people live here. I hope But every... these are like the rich suburban, like New York City people. So mm. I hope every person that lives there that complains gets a nest full of blue jays right outside their window. <laughs> oh, God. Those are the worst. <laughs> I had so many birds outside my window when I lived in uh, Utah for a while. I was like researching every way to do it. And actually that I forgot is actually when I found out about sleeping with my uh, fan noise the on in my Jays. yeah headphones, but the other example is just like an example where I didn't control other people to sleep. But yeah, it wasn't necessarily blue jays; it was just birds outside my yeah. house. Oh, blue and jays I worked... scream though. They yeah, are. they are. They're loud. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just chose a bird. No, no, no they're really loud. Yeah, those are bad. But that is like an awesome insult. <laughs> like I hope a, a, <laughs> I hope a family of blue jays <laughs> built a nest right outside your bedroom window. <laughs> That is a horrible thing to wish on someone. Um, It says, it goes on and it says, so there was this group, Quiet Yards Greenwich, that they're raking up documents from the 17th century and trying to push for a limit on gas-powered leaf blowers and urging the use of electric ones instead, but it says, in fierce opposition are some landscapers who've already invested in gas-powered equipment. Yeah. Reasonable. Um, I totally respect your desire to go green, Organic lawn care, electric cars, healthy organic food, but it's your choice. Roberto Fernandez, a Greenwich resident and owner of a local landscaping company, said at the town meeting, don't force homeowners and professional landscapers and tree companies to go and think like you. 
After testing electric blowers, Fernandez concluded they weren't strong enough. Hmm, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's like a really messed up thing. Like this company could get really done bad by, you know, for this law if this yeah, passes. Absolutely. Yeah, it could completely screw them over, as most laws do to businesses. It completely makes sense that the electric ones are just not strong enough. Um, Especially, well, and, and think of it. So electric ones, like you need the, the batteries are expensive. Yeah. So imagine like your landscaping company. You're using this equipment all day long, maybe on multiple lawns. It's easier for you to just carry around gas with you versus the batteries because you have to charge the batteries. For like a, a home use situation, it's a little bit more practical. But if you're like using it on, you know, like a real, if you're a landscaper and you're using it on like, you know, a larger scale. I know my yard, went, my tiny one yard had like a million leaves in it. Yeah. And, um, and we only have like four trees, I think. Yeah, if you're using on a really big scale, not only are the batteries and the charging the batteries yeah. going to cost you money, but it's if just you're, not going to be as efficient. If you're taking like twice as long to do this, you're paying your people twice as long um, or twice as much money. Yeah. It says, after testing electric blowers, Fernandez concluded they weren't strong enough. They weighed more than traditional blowers and required charging too frequently. That's the other yeah. thing. Like, I know that mowers, they'll have like a 30 minute. Yeah. Span and then they yeah, die. Imagine um, mowing someone, some rich person's like three acre lawn mm. with that. You know, I mean, that's an exaggeration. I'm sure they don't have three acre lawns, but still, like, imagine like a giant lawn, you know, like you, it's impossible. It would not work. Yep. Wouldn't work. Have to be charged every 30 minutes or have that's that ridiculous. many replacement batteries. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But it's too loud for Martha yeah. on the road. Says the leaf blower debate has split Greenwich's landscaping industry. Jeff Cordulak, who owns a local landscaping company, said he saves money on gasoline by using electric blowers. Oh, shut up, Jeff. <laughs> His employees wield two handheld ones at the same time and they work fine. So one employee holds two and then he's like, it's fine. Yeah. It's the employees what? that have to deal with it. They have to have <laughs> one right. in each hand yeah. yeah, so that they make up for the fact that they only work, work half as good. This yeah. guy is just but kind of just a cuck in some way. People. Like, yeah, right. I don't know what's up with him. I don't like this His guy. His wife definitely cheats on him. <laughs> it says, they blow very strong, said Quarterlack, who supports putting limits on gas power blowers. We He's throw- getting paid off by Martha. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he says, they blow very strong. We throw leaves around. What the heck? This is a ridiculous story. (laughs) Says the Quiet Yards Greenwich is asking the town to ban gas-powered leaf blowers on residential properties from May 1st to September 30th. Landscapers use them during spring and summer months to clean grass clippings from sidewalks, patios, and long driveways found on these large properties. So they don't care about the noise in the fall. Yeah. Because it benefits them. Because they need it. But yeah. when it's not benefiting them, then they care. It's just so yeah. weird, yeah, that why would why would you say, like, this is such a problem, we just need to outlaw it during the less common months? Because their heads are so far up their butts that they <laughs> think they matter more than everybody else. How can they hear the lawnmowers or the leaf blowers? It says, um... Locals said some residents even use them to dry their cars. I almost thought that said cats. Um, current rules. I thought you said drive their cars, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, to drive, like you're. It's way bigger than a skateboard. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
So locals said some residents even use them to dry their cars. And that's kind of ridiculous. Um, like, just it sounds like completely perfectionist to me, not that they shouldn't be allowed to do it. Current rules allow them to be used year-round during certain hours. Greenwich's representative town meeting, the town's 230-member legislative body, is expected to vote on the proposal, pro- yeah, the proposal in December. The top elected official, first selectman Fred Camillo, backs the effort. Uh-oh. <laughs> the uprising against blaring blowers is years in the making. Oh the my God! Wealthy communities' anti-leaf blower movement started in the 1990s with the formation of a group called Project Quiet Yards. They lobbied Greenwich officials to limit the use of the noisy lawn tools. Those efforts failed. Instead, the town gave gas-powered leaf blowers an exemption to the local noise ordinance, establishing the hours the tools could be used. And it's like. I, I don't know if if I w- ex- uh, believed in like government at all, I would be able to understand more like no using leaf blowers at midnight. But I just yeah. can't wrap my head around why you care about the noise because they're yuppies. That, mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just that they're yeah. busybodies and they're they're bad people. <laughs> they're just being bad people. They just want to control yeah. others. That yeah, bad. they're controlling. They're yeah. Do you like know people that live there? You know, I, like- I know the kind of person that lives there. These people, like, seriously, like, look up some real estate in Greenwich, Connecticut. Like, they are super... It's a very, very wealthy area. It's, like, suburb of New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's where you live if you work in New York City and you make a ton of money and you're better than everybody else that lives in New York City. Hmm. So you live in Greenwich, Connecticut, like, right over. Okay. And, you know, right over the border. And then you can look at all of like the poor trash people from your from your manicured lawn <laughs> in the quiet. Well, well without it, any leaf blowers, they better not drive through your neighborhood, though. Yeah, yeah. it definitely sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, with their noisy. Clothes. Yeah, they're just like cop callers. They're just yuppies. Mm. Like that's the way that I would describe them. They're yuppies. They're rich people, busybodies. I'm just, I'm not a fan of that type of human being because yeah. they're generally like not nice, good people. The, the nice, good people don't do this. The right. neighborhood like, that um, Stu's mom lives in in Utah, mm-hmm. you can't have a like you can have a camper trailer, or whatever, but it can't be older than a certain year. Whoa. It can't oh be in your yard God. if it's older than a certain year. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're like, nah, that's not up to par. No, it doesn't look good. <laughs> so no, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really old ones could be cute. Well, either way, I I don't care how cute someone else's yard is. That's so stupid. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, they're worried about, like, the resale values. Like, it's an eyesore. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't. And for me, like, if this was, like, an HOA situation, I'm like, I get it. You know what I mean? Because like, you agreed to uh, it. Yeah, like, you agreed to it. Like, you're, you knew somebody was going to try to control your life. But Terrible. it's like, to do this to the whole town? Yeah. Like, that's kind of crazy. And, like, right. all the businesses that yeah, are just like, trying to work right, there. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, Life is an Instagram. Yeah, like it's just really, really strange to me. I you want know. like manicured aesthetic. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. It's like if you have this much extra time and you're this rich, they should be like, I don't know, like doing some like community service or like like do like do something to better the world instead of just like making it worse. They're it's just, just sitting so around, insufferable. You know, painting, they'd be doing better than trying to control yeah, their like, neighbors. Get into anything. watercolors, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, get, yeah, like 
you know, like start doing yoga, like get a hobby, yeah. read. You well, know, they're going to say they can't sit around painting and doing yoga because the noise is so bad in their house. They can't yeah. think. And it's just like, I don't believe that. I just no. can't find myself believing that. First of all, Be- these huge yards they're talking about in the article. Yeah. You live pretty far away from your neighbors then, don't you? Yeah. I mean, like where we live here, it's like pretty densely populated. Right. Like we're like right next to our neighbors and... And like Bonnie was saying, like, I've never been bought. I've, I've heard it. You know, I, when people mow their lawn, you know, you hear it. Oh, you know, but I've never been like, you know, personally victimized by it. You know, it woke Coconut and I up at 7am and it was so annoying because I couldn't explain to him what it was once I figured out what it was. The day that they came to suck up all the leaves, like in Keene, they have you brush your leaves to the edge of the roads if you, if you want to use the service and I do. Um, and then they just come and suck suck the ro- uh, the leaves up from the side of the road. And they're always way later than they tell you they're going to be. But um, So the day that they came and did it, I wasn't expecting it because it had been like two weeks since the day they said they were going to come do it. And Coconut and I woke up to this kind of crazy noise. It was like, you know, um, w- when it snows, or the blower or the plows come. Yeah. And they are literally like scraping the yeah. ground with these giant trucks. They were using those to move the leaves and then suck them up. And I was like, what the hell is that? I didn't want to get out of bed. It was so loud. I was like, this sounds like it can't be anything good. What what could this be? Like, You're like, are we being raided again? Yeah, I, I, seriously. I didn't know what the heck this was. And I uh, pulled up my cameras and I saw that thing out there doing that. But then I couldn't explain it to Coconut. I couldn't be like, Coconut, I figured out what it is. It, <laughs> and it just sounds like a monster to him. So that was annoying. But that was the city doing it. Yeah. So I can be annoyed. And yeah. it was at 7 a.m. Like, what? why did it have to be Yeah. Annoyed? Well, it says that back in the 1990s, um, the group Project Quiet Yards formed and they lobbied Greenwich officials to limit the use of the noisy lawn tools. Those efforts failed. Instead, the town gave gas-powered leaf blowers an exemption to the noise ordinance, establishing the hours the tools could be used. A decade later, a new coalition dubbed Citizens Against Leaf Blowers Mania Wait, Citizens Against Leaf Blower Mania unsuccessfully <laughs> took up the cause. I'm so confused. Against Leaf Blower Mania? It sounds like you guys are the ones with the Leaf Blower Mania. Like, yeah. you guys are the ones that are manic about this, not the people who are just using their leaf blowers. But when the pandemic forced residents to stay home, many faced a roaring symphony of leaf blowers during work and school. <laughs> A group of fed-up locals organized Quiet Yards Greenwich in 2021. This woman, Elizabeth Dempsey, says, I can hear it in my house all day, and she's a 61-year-old former banker. It's been Free Talk Live. You can visit us at freetalklive.com. It's been a nice Wednesday night show, and you can call in tomorrow if you have anything you didn't get in. Peace. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. 
Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupine Real Estate.com